Rhodium Radio. No sad podcast. Rhodium Radio. No sad podcast. In the shitty city of Wilmington, we keep it rocking. So come on, shake, shake it for me, Kelly. Yeah, Dr. Dre is in full effect, and I gotta tell y'all a little something. Easy E is down with us. MC Ring, you know he's down with us. DJ Yella is down with us. Arabian Prince, you know he's down with us. Tony A. The Wizard is down with us. JJ Fag is down with us. Timmy T, you know he's down with us. DJ Pooh Boy is down with us. Toddy P and Spade, they're down with us. My boy Ice Cube, you know he's down with us. I like to mention, so pay attention to where I'm from. Compton, but the tapes are from the rodeum. My name is Dre, listen while I play. And by the way, I'm also down with NWA. Yo, Steve at the rodeum is down with us. Slanging funky tapes, it is a must. We're number one. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodian Radio, episode 66. And before we start our show, I want to give a special shout-out to Erasmo Manuel Yuua. Hopefully, I said that right. If not, please forgive me, but happy birthday. And thank you for supporting Rodium Radio. Uh, may you have a long and prosperous life. Happy birthday. Enjoy your day, my brother. Other than that, I uh, want to thank D. Zamora, for blessing us with these Top Boss roofing hats. Uh, a couple of shirts and a drink holder. Let me just throw these right here. But thank you, much love from Odessa, Texas. And my homegirl, um, Sarah, blessed me with this ice cube uh, to put on my table. So there you go. And once again, the high C tape, well, I should say the CD now. I'm used to old school scent tape. It's back out now. You can get that at documentary.com. You can also get the other four, uh, the four pack bundle for 30 bucks, the mixtapes, four of them I did and four of them Dre did. And we're going to be releasing more. There's still like maybe like 40 of them still that we need to release. And you can get these once again, the bundles four for 30. Each one is valued at uh, $10 a piece, or you can also get them via download at documixery.com. Also, the Chicano Rap documentary, we're going to be starting that. Hopefully, we don't have a date yet, but we're we're at 75% at meeting our goal. And we want to thank everybody who donated to the Chicano Rap documentary that hopefully would be out by this time next year. Uh, we would like to start production possibly at the end of July, and all this was made possible from everybody that has donated. But we still need a little bit over $3,000. So uh, those of you that care to bless us, bless us. If you don't, then you don't. All good. Uh, we're still going to do it. But without further ado, please allow me to introduce my special guest today from South Central Cartel, Big Prodigy, in the motherfucking building. What's up with it, man? What's up, my brother? Shit, man. Chilling. You good? How was your drive over here, man? Man, it, man we got here fast. For real? We was right on um, Century and Avalon. So, man, I'm to say, what, 15 minutes, maybe? <laughs> Something like that. That's dope. That's yeah. dope, man. So, you know what? Um... Uh, I know during this whole pandemic thing, people have been staying at home. So the traffic here in L.A. has been a little bit better. Yeah. You know, that's one good thing. You know, I had one of my homeboys say, yeah, thank God for the coronavirus because traffic was better. <laughs> you know, I know what he meant, but I'm not saying that about the people that got sick. You know, for L.A., yeah. so anything is good. Yeah, man. So uh, now let me ask you this, because before we get into your history, I usually like to ask my guests uh, about what type of shit they like to watch on TV, man. What's one thing, whether it be documentary, whether it be movies, 
you know, that you watch. Man, dude, I don't really watch TV. I'm not going to lie. But if I happen to turn that shit on, can I care? You, you can say whatever the hell if you I want. If I happen to turn that <laughs> shit on, I'm watching some weird shit, dude, like Mountain Men or motherfucking. Um, <laughs> what's that shit on? Um, like 300 degree below, 300 below. Like I'm watching weird survival types. Okay. That's what I'll be watching, man. Or I'm on YouTube watching some kind of tutorial about the music production or yes. something. Or, you know, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You know? You ever watch that one crazy ass white dude? What the hell's his name? Man versus Wild or some shit like man, that? Man, I watch it. That dude. I watch it. I seen his ass one time eat a skunk. Dude, man, dude be eating some shit, dude. You seen the one um, where he had the celebrities with him now? No, no. He got one now where he bring, I seen one with him and Shaq. Dude, he had him eating shit. Oh, no. He I, had him eating shit. He slept inside of a dead camel one time. No, nah, that's and, crazy. And he drank his own piss. He do that. Yeah. <laughs> but the dead camel part. Uh. He, he gutted that motherfucker up, snuck in there and just chilled. Like. Yeah, he be doing extra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he be doing extra. Oh, man. You know sure. what? Uh, since I brought up this pandemic, um, what's one thing that you miss doing that you can't do now? Because, you know, I know they're, st they're starting to open up a little bit now. Right. But what's one thing that you would do that, that you missed? I mean, dude, you can't go eat no good food like in the place. You yeah, know what I mean? I like every now and then I want to go to like some crazy steakhouse and sit there and eat some big steak. I can't do that. I know. That's all I miss. Because yeah. usually I'm in the studio somewhere anyway. Right. But, you know, that's if I'm getting out, I, I'm going to the movies. I'm going to some restaurant. I miss that. Yeah. Matter of fact, that's the first thing I'm doing when it <laughs> happened. That's it. You feel me? You know, it's funny, man, because I use me and my son usually go once a week to our favorite sushi spot. I love eating sushi. I bought it, brought it home, and tried it with the sticks, and this shit ain't yeah, the same. It's not, man. It's not. It ain't the same. So, but yeah, I, I like watching a lot of movies. I like watching a lot of fucking comedy. I like watching Netflix. Netflix has a lot of lately been pretty good documentaries. Uh, now, let me ask you, since you like weird shit, did you ever watch Tiger King? I haven't seen that. Okay. I heard about it, but I didn't watch it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I heard about it, but for some reason, I didn't watch that. Well, you'd probably walk away probably just saying, wow, because that's pretty much what you'll get out of it. So that's some good stuff. Yeah, it's some good. Oh, it's, a, okay. it's some crazy shit. It's some crazy shit. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, last night I watched a movie. I like a lot of sci-fi movies. I don't know if you watch a lot of sci-fi movies. I like okay. sci-fi. Yeah. You ever seen that movie by Steven Spielberg came out, I don't know, maybe about 10 years ago, called Super 8? Damn. Super I'm not 8. Sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I saw that one. Yeah, that was pretty good. It's about some kids that want to make a movie, and they happen to, uh, to film a train, and the train fucking crashes, the camera falls over, but it, it sees a fucking alien cr crawl out of the... Oh, no, I ain't saw that one. That was pretty good. <laughs> uh, I recommend it. Uh, if you, you want to just chill at home, do that, Interesting. man. Interesting. Uh, huh. Any comedy movies you like watching? What's your all-time favorite comedy movie? Oh, we All-time favorite? Shit. <laughs> it's a lot of good ones, man. Mm -hmm. What yeah. about your favorite comedian? I like Cat Williams. 
You like Cat Williams? Cat Williams, because he talks shit. Okay. You know what yeah. I mean? And I, I you know, and, and, I, and you know, I don't know if Friday would qualify the comedy, but some of them funny as hell. Right. You right. know what I mean? I like right. those. Okay. You know, the gangster mix with the comedy. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like Harlem Nights. I, I like Harlem Nights. Yeah. I think my favorite comedy movie of all time is Coming to America. That's funny. And my favorite comedian, I would probably have to say Richard Pryor. Okay. And then Eddie Murphy. Okay, well, yeah, them the G's, right? right. Yeah, yeah them the G's. About. Yeah, Eddie now, Murphy, definitely. Now, here we have Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. Who do you think is the next guy that can be right up there with them? Is there anybody out there? Man, I'm sure it is, but it's, they, they're, they're different now. Right, it's true. You know what I mean? They're not the same, man. It's like the rappers and every it's, everything is so different now. It's yes. hard to really compare them to like a Eddie Murphy or a Richard Pryor. It's, right. it's difficult, man. It's some funny guys. I mean, I think you know Chappelle funny, but it's in, you know he got his own kind of style though. You know that's why I like Cat Williams because he messy. Yeah, you know he's just one of those I don't give a fuck types, man. <laughs> He'll talk shit about anybody. You know, right. I mean he might be high or something. I don't know. I can't say he high, but right. he be acting high as hell. You know what I mean? But you know, then you of course you got a lot of people like Kevin Hart, but Kevin Hart is different. Right. He's right. a different kind of guy, man. So if I had to choose between Kevin and Cat, I like Cat. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little raw. That's right. all. You know. Right. I'm hoping that uh, Coming to America Part 2 lives up to the hype. That's a lot. It's a lot. That's asking a lot, I'm saying. I know. And if it sucks, then we're all going to be saying they should have never touched it. So, But I'm, I am I got good hopes you know, that it's going to work. You know, um, Eddie's still around, right? Right. Arsenio so, Hall's in it still. So, you know, he got potential. Yeah. I heard they're they trying to put together a new, uh, for a new Harlem Nights, too, possibly. Uh-huh. I don't know. I heard Kevin Hart trying to pull it together or something like that. Okay. So, you know, but I maybe he's going to try to get all of the new up-and-comers to be like back when it was with Eddie and them, how they right. brought all of the, everybody together. Maybe he's going to try to pull off something like that. Right, right. Okay. I want to see that happen. That'll work. Now, speaking of the old and the new, uh, how do you feel about the current state of hip-hop compared to when your first album dropped? Oh, wait. You know what, man? I mean, I went through my angry stage. You know, where I hated every damn thing, right? Me too. I, I went through that and I was talking bad about everything. Now, there's some good people. Yeah. Some of these guys, you know, of course, the typical ones that you would say, like a Kendrick Lamar, for instance. But there's also a couple of other cats I didn't heard. Don't give me the line about, I won't remember them. They names, but I heard music from a lot of these young cats. That's good music, man. So now the, the, the state of hip hop overall, I think there's enough people that's good. That's going to the standard is there. It's being met by a nice amount of guys now, yeah. but there's still a lot of trash. A lot of trash. Still a lot of trash. And, and, it, and I'm not going to lie to you. I went through my angry state too, where Fuck that guy. That shit is fucking whack. That shit is fucking garbage. Yeah. And that's all that would come out of my mouth. Yeah, me too. You know, and my son would tell me, Dad, just chill, chill, chill. Like, I'm not going to listen to that fucking Takashi idiot. 
you know, so perfect example. Uh, perfect example. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, and what I'm about to say, I'm not condoning it. And if you don't understand what I'm saying, please allow me to clarify it. But that damn dude made snitching cool. Pretty much. You know, or at least acceptable. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy snitched and then went on Instagram and apologized. And everybody's like, we got you. We got you. A lot, don't worry. A lot of people, you know, but then that that once again, that lets you know where we at today today because ain't nobody from our time gonna condone or even want to hear that yeah you can't nothing you can say bro you feel me i understand where you're coming from what they did this 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 and this but you know what you was doing too you was a grown man you know what i mean and you chose to play like you was this guy and surround (laughs) yourself with authentic listen if you put yourself in a position to be fooled you're gonna get eight homie yeah you feel me and that's what happened yeah Okay. Well, now, let's start from your beginning. Uh, where, where were you originally raised at? Were you raised in South Central your South whole life? South Central. Born and raised. Born and you raised. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, through the through the craziness. Through the you craziness. feel me? Yeah. The, yeah. The, the crazy, the, the late 80s, mid to late 80s, in the craziest of times. You if we me? survived that, we could survive this. Or this corona thing right man i hope to think so you know <laughs> what i mean because it ain't it ain't the same you know but you know all that shit kills yeah you yeah. feel me so uh uh grow, growing up uh what elementary school junior high high school i went attend? i went to manchester elementary over there off of manchester and hoover okay and then um on the west side of la south central and then i went to bret hart Okay. Junior high when it was it was crazy. <laughs> it was nuts. It was nuts. You know what I mean? Then I ended up when I graduated from Bret Hart, I got bussed out to the valley. They that's when they started bussing the you oh, know shit. from the hood to the to the to the supposedly better schools, right? Right. And then you know I didn't last out there too long. You know I got kicked out of that and ended up back in the hood, back at Bethune. Okay. Junior high, and then from Bethune, I went to San Pedro High. No shit. I went to San for a hot minute. I didn't last too long. <laughs> I didn't last there too long. I went to San Pedro, and then I was out of San Pedro, and I ended up at Fremont. Okay, which is where where I did the rest of my um high school at Fremont. Okay. I play any sports at all growing up? Man, nah, dude, I was I was into that other the streets, man. <laughs> I mean, I was a smart kid, you know what I mean? Like pretty smart, you know? And then um, when I got to to a certain grade, I kind of took advantage of it, you know, cause I was in gifted classes from, my mama kept me back in elementary cause I was sleeping in school all the time. So I'm gonna say, I think the second grade, she, she made them keep me there twice, right? So all my homies left and I'm stuck in the second grade two years, but that made me, snap out of right. it and I then I started doing my what I was supposed to and I started getting I got smart as hell and then I ended up in the gifted classes so all the way up through um junior high and then when I went to when I had when I got bust shit got mixed up you know what I mean they put me <laughs> back in a regular class right so when I came back to South Central they accidentally put me in regular classes and I didn't say nothing Cause I would only come to school on Fridays. Okay. okay. I was so damn. So I knew everything, so I would come and take the test. You know how they would give you a test on Friday. Right. Everything they taught you all week. Then Friday, you I would pass all the tests because I already knew this stuff. 
because they didn't put me in a harder class. Right. 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 So, man, I kind of coasted through until they caught me, you know, like in the 11th grade. They was like, why you never told us you was in, supposed to be in gifted? Then they threw me into like 12th grade classes and shit got hard. But, man, I was in the middle streets, man. Yeah. yeah. I played sports early on. I played baseball, football, a little bit of basketball. But, man, once I got into school, it was – I was trying to get some money, man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Hey, yo, yo, I'm with you on you that know. one. Uh, uh, now, growing up in South Central, uh, what type of music would you say you grew up with at home? What would you hear at home as a, as a youngster? You know what, man? I got to say, man, my – um. My brother's father had sick record collection, dude. The funk, all the funk, the bar cage, the parliament, the Ohio player. I would literally sit up in the house all weekend just playing them them damn records because he had an old ass, um, you know, one of them things that you um, red, red record player, I guess that's what you would call right. it. Man, I would sit there, dude, and just all weekend, every weekend, and I'm listening. I'm not going outside now. I'm listening to this damn music, man. So it was the classic stuff, the funky shit. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's what it was for me. That's what got me on it. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? That's the, that's what started it for me right there. You know what I mean? Before I heard any rap. Right. You know what? And that's what, because I think it's important for you to identify that and to share that because we hear that in your music. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what you were raised with. Yep. And that's why I ask a lot of these questions because I myself sometimes want to see what shaped and molded this guy to go in the way he did. Man, you know? yes. Now, here might be a weird question. What was your first job out of high school? Man, I ain't never had a job. <laughs> Say that again. Never had a normal job. Not a normal, what you would call a normal nine to five type right. job. I never had that. I don't know what that is. You were just doing your thing on the street. Hustling, man. And I got lucky. To be able to go from, you know, when I started getting in trouble, hustling, going to jail, whatever, whatever, you know, happens when you do what you do. Right. You know what I mean? Getting caught up. And then I got caught, man, and went to jail for a little bit. And then when I got out, I was like, man, you know, I want to do this music. Right. You know, okay. so I started getting sick. I was already dabbling in the music anyway. Okay. I just wasn't, you know, the money was coming from other things. So I wasn't, right. you know, early in, the, in our early times, it wasn't no money in this stuff. Right, right. Early, early on, you know, in the, the 90s got okay at a point. Right. You know what I mean? But at this time, it really wasn't no whole bunch of money. I was doing my, my hustle. Okay. You know what I mean? Slanging kibbles and bits. Kibbles and bits and bigger bigger than that, too. You know, <laughs> right, whatever right. was happening, you know, that at worked. the time, I was doing it. Here's another weird question. How old were you when you had your first girlfriend? Dude, man, 12, 13. Damn. Already oh, like that? Bruh, I don't know what I was doing, but I was doing it. You know what I mean? I can't tell you I was doing it right, but I was damn sure trying. Yeah, as long as you could rub it in, it's all good, homie. Yeah, feel me. <laughs> I was trying. So, around what age would you say, uh, how do I present this question that you started dabbling in music? But, but, but let me, let me, let me give you a little bit more. Uh, who was it that you heard that inspired you to want to rap? Well, the first, you know, rap I'm going to say that I really heard and paid attention to that got my attention was the Sugar Hill Gang. Okay. Rapper's Delight, right? Um, and, and, and I started dabbling because I was already writing poetry and all that. Okay. So the rapping was kind of like natural from that point. I'm like, man, 
you know, so I started messing around a little bit. And then, man, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we're hearing the the, the, the East Coast thing, man, a run DMC, man. I'm listening to Rockbox. I'm listening to, you know, it's like that. Then here come, you know, I start listening, you know, of course, um, the message, um, um, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, and then LL Cool J comes along. And I think at that point, I'm like, man, I want to rap. Yeah. You know, I want to rap. Not to mention, you know, our the our coast began to get involved. You know, yeah. of course, you know our early hip hop. You know, I used to honestly like the um L.A. Dream Team. You know, I used to listen to that. You know, in the Captain Raps, the I can't stand it and all that. I kind of like that stuff. Yeah, I still listen to it. Yeah, you know, like you got to respect it. Yeah, you know what I mean, Captain Rock. I haven't heard that one. You know, in a while. I mean, I was listening to that the other day, man. Is that the Captain Rock? But the song I'm talking about is the song, and and I'm thinking it's Captain Rap. Though I might be wrong, though. But who sung that song? I can't stand it. I can't stand yeah. it. Yeah, that's him, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the one that got me. <laughs> I love that shit, man. That boy used to rap. Dude was flowing on that. Yeah, you yeah, know what I yeah. mean. So and, you know, and of course, man, by the time the late '80s hit, and we got the boys in the hood and all that, this I'm all you know. Of course, I'm already listening to Toddy T and mix master spade on the tapes yeah the tapes that used to be floating around in the street yeah. so by the time man nwa hit the scene and then ice t dropped the six in the morning <clears throat> man i'm i'm sold yeah you know you know i'm i'm, I'm on it already and i'm full-fledged in it at this point you yeah. know what i mean man damn i don't even remember how old. i was young man when i first first got into it uh -huh. But when I first started really taking this serious, like I'm now, I want to make a record. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. And I'm like 16, 17. Okay. And I'm trying to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, I, I did some shit. You know, that's, that. It's, it's intriguing to me when you said that you were writing poetry or you were into poetry because there's a lot of rappers that come here. And when I ask them how did they get started rapping, Many of them say uh, I was already writing poetry. It almost seems like me being a producer, DJ, it almost seems like it just goes hand in hand. Yeah, it does. Off time. It's automatic. It's like it's like an automatic thing. Like you're already putting these rhyming words together anyway. Right. And then you hear it to the beat. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're yeah. going to do it. You're going to want to do it. You know, I, I didn't want to be regular. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to do something. You, you feel me? You ever write any love letters to your, to a girl? Of course, yeah. Of course, huh? For sure. Those will probably be the best one. My Rappers man, love most, I'm sure a lot of them still got them. <laughs> <laughs> Autograph, too. Man, yeah. So, so, how old were you when you started forming or came together as South Central Cartel? Okay. Before South Central Cartel. So, when I took it serious, yes. right? So, I meet... um Havoc the mouthpiece. Okay. You know, just for those that don't know, because it gets confusing. In the South Central Cartel, you have Havoc the mouthpiece, and you have Havoc the rhyme son. Yes. Two Havocs. One can rap real good, and the other guy, he talks. And he was, quote unquote, handling business duties of a manager almost, uh -huh. per se. We never had a manager, but if we had one, this was the guy. Okay. Right? Um, I meet Havoc. Havoc's father is one of the shy lights. Okay. Okay. So 
he approached me with, man, my pops wanted shy lights, man. You know what I mean? I didn't want to do what I was doing no more. You know, I'm like, I'm tired of going back and forth to jail. You know, I never did no hell of a jail time, but I used to go to jail quite often for bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm tired of this shit because eventually I ain't getting the hell out. You know yeah, what I right, mean? Right. So he, he he saw me. I was actually sitting on at my, my sister house on the 108th in Vermont. I used to walk around with this briefcase full of raps. At this point, because I'm now I'm serious, right? Yeah. So I'm walking around with this briefcase full of raps. He see me, I'm writing some more raps. He see me sitting there, he like, what you doing? I'm like, I'm writing some raps. And then he gave me the spiel about he who he was and who he knew and his dad. So I'm like, okay, you can do something, let's do it. Right. Because I had already been kind of, I had a DJ named DJ Chaos, and at the time, he chaos used to be a pop locker. He was one of he was in a pop locking group called the Majestics. Okay, right. So he kind of knew some people, you know. Um, matter of fact, one of the guys from his group was the dude that sang um, the, the, on Ice T record. I'm your pusher. Okay. Oh okay, yeah. Okay, that guy. That was one of the majestic members. So Chaos, you know, of course. So he would take me around, and I, I would kind of low key float around Ice T's. Producer Islam, Africa Islam, in the early days, yeah. back in the day, man. So I was kind of getting around, man, and, and perfecting my craft. Here comes the the um, mouthpiece, and I, I'm rapping now to just flat beats, yeah. no music. You know, the, the the DJ Chaos got a drum machine, right. and we at his house just doing what we doing, right? Havoc comes, and and in the some we end up going to um. K with a K day, K day, okay, because Havoc used to call up there and talk to Lisa Cannon all the time, you know what I mean? Okay. So she kind of started knowing who the boy was. Anyway, we at K day, we meet a guy named Ken Neal. Ken Neal hooked us up with another guy named Chris Johnson, producer. Now this guy's a real producer. You know, he would produce back in the day. You know how um. Somebody would come out with a hit record, and then all of a sudden you hear four remakes of that record. Yeah. You know, like you had LL with I Need Love, right. and then a female came out with a song called You Had Love. Right, right. So this guy was producing a lot of those. Right. Okay. We meet him. We go do songs with him now. The music is sounding dope, right? Because right, right. now, oh, he got the 808s and... You know, he, he didn't have an 808 per se, but he got that computer. He had a computer before they was really popular. This right. guy had one, man. So now we with this guy. Mind you, at this time, I'm not even Prodigy yet. Right. I'm another guy. My, my rap name is something else. We talking mid-80s, little after maybe 86-ish. Okay. My name is Mayhem Okay. at the time. We do a we do a gang of songs. We end up flipping across a deal. Me and Chaos, Havoc helped us get the songs done. We end up getting the deal. Chaos and Mayhem. That was the name of the group. Okay. We had a record out. It even played on K Day. It was called Smooth Criminal. It actually used to play on K Day. A lot <laughs> of people won't remember it because you know how they'll play your shit at one in the morning right, type right. shit. That type shit. 
Is that available on YouTube right no, now? No, you can't find it nowhere. Okay. You know, you ain't finding that. I didn't look for it myself personally because okay. I want one of those records. Okay. I just want it from my archives. You know, right. I don't have one. Somebody got it somewhere. But, you know, so we did that. Music got good. You know, Chris was a good producer, but he didn't know how to give me that shit that I wanted. Right, right. It, it wasn't edgy enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I started bringing that, what I had been listening to, you know, yes. through the years. Like, man, sample this, loop this. You know, you get clown happen. You know, now the shit is happening. Now the good shit is starting to happen. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. At a certain point, so... We did the Chaos and Mayhem record, which was just my early stages. I'm growing. So that didn't do nothing, really. You know, Smooth Criminal got a little buzz, but nothing else. So that that's over with. We're, we're done with that now. Okay. I'm moving along, right? Me and Havoc is doing it. Havoc and Prodigy. That's where Havoc and Prodigy was born. Okay. Me and Havoc was a group together before the South Central Cartel. Okay. We, we grind, and the music is good now. So now we grinding, right? I'm like, dude, we about to get a deal. I just felt it. Like, it's about to crack, bro. Let's start a group. Now, backtrack a little. In my street, doing my hustle, I met LV. 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 I, you know, I moved to the east side. I grew up on the west side till I was about 16 years old. Then I moved to the east side, and I've been on the east side ever since. LV on the block. Blowing. You know, walking down the street singing um, part-time lover. Okay. Stevie Wonder. I'm like, dude, I'm in my spot. You know what I mean? Right. I, all I hear is this. I'm like, what the hell? Who is that? <laughs> it's LV. I go out there. I'm like, it's LV blowing. I'm like, bruh. Nobody knew I rap because, you know, I kept it to myself. I'm like, bruh, I'm rapping. And when I do, I'm coming back for you, bruh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you in with me. Right. And, you know, we started doing little songs. He sung on some early stuff that nobody never heard. But when I started the South Central Cartel, he was one of the guys, man. So mm -hmm. basically me and me and Mouthpiece was knocking on doors. I started feeling it was finna happen. Decided to go back and get LV, my cousin, Havoc the Rhymeson. That's my cousin. Chaos, the, the, the dude that I was with already, yeah. I brought him, of course, and a couple of other heads. Okay. For, for people that may not know, or just to remind them, LV is the singer on Gangster's Paradise, Paradise with Coolio. Yeah, okay. exactly. But okay. He, he's the original South Central Cartel member. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Right? So, you know, we do South Central Cartel, and then we start doing the, the, the circuit. Okay. Hollywood, all the little clubs. And we ended up pretty much landing at Carlos and Charlie. Yeah. Wow. I haven't heard that shit in a long Man, time. Man, dude, we we ripped that shit, dude, to the point where we just was there. They didn't charge us nothing no more. <laughs> we would just, they would just let us get out. What inspired the name? Even though it's pretty self-explanatory. South Central Cartel? Yeah. Man, man, we was trying to come up with a name. And we came up with a few. First, it was mafia style, uh -huh. and we didn't want to do that because, you know, it's a gang in, in L.A. called Main Street Mafia, and we didn't just want to get caught up in that thing. You know, when right. we originally started South Central Cartel, we really was we was thinking we representing all this. We always looked at all of this shit. Right. You know what I mean? As the thing. 
and South, we just called it all South Central, even Compton and England. We all that to us was that. But, you know, we ended up really being like outsiders because, you know, when we came in, everybody was Compton, yeah. Compton, Compton, Compton. Yeah. That's why on some of our songs, it's like, it's not Compton. What's up, punk? It's South Central. No disrespect to Compton. It's just we got to solidify where we're from because right. everybody else, Compton running this. Take, it was True. rap. True. We was, you know, like that. Yeah. You feel me? And even though there was other dudes from our area, they didn't rap it like we did. Okay, okay. You know? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and press pause. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the release of your first album, the release of your second album. I'm going to name some of my favorites. And uh, uh, we're going to talk about one song that I found very interesting that actually had Tupac, Spice One, Ice-T, MC-8. Got you. So, all right, everybody. Uh, once again, welcome back to Rodian Radio episode 66. And uh, will we be back? Once again, the High C album available. Uh, the mixtapes, 4 for 30. Buy me out. Once again, if you want to give to the Chicano Rap Magazine, go for it. If not, then, then you don't. But uh, make sure you go get a Modelo, go use the restroom, get your popcorn, slap your lady on the ass, and let them know to call somebody, text somebody, pay somebody, and let them know the prodigies in the motherfucking house. We'll be back in 10 minutes. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodion Radio with the podcast that slaps you across your fat ass with a fat dick. And uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right back into it. We're back now at the Jack Off Hour with Prodigy in the motherfucking house. What up, bro? Uh, you enjoying yourself, man? Man, it's all good over here. It's all good, my brother. I know that in 1991, you guys released a heater. And that heater was South Central Madness. Right. Uh, some of my favorite songs, and I know there's more, but the ones that come to mind are uh, Y'all Gets Clowned. Right. That, that was the shit. South Central Madness itself, the song. Right, right, right. And uh, Living Like Gangsters. Any other songs off of there that stand out to you that you could say, man, that was my shit too? I like... Um I get my roll on. I like that one. And on some on some gangster shit, we had one called um, "You Want Some of This." Okay, I love that shit, man. Well, people still love that shit today. Man. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I was sharing with you earlier how you uh, have a huge Chicano fan base. Man, you know, they, they love that music, man. Yeah, you know when we signed our first deal, it was with Pump Records, really? which is the same label that Lighter Shade of Brown was on at okay. that time. And, um, you know, they had that, that, for you already know that hit, you yeah. know, on the Sunday, what's that on the Sunday, Sunday afternoon? afternoon? Yeah, yeah. That. So we, we would, so because we were on the same, and we had gangster love, you got to deal with this, yeah. which fucked around and popped. You know what I mean? They took that song, which Gangsta Love came out before the album. Yeah. So if the album dropped in 91, Gangsta Love and Yiggis Clown was actually out in the end of 1990. Okay. But Gangsta Love took off at radio. That's the only radio song we ever had. That was it. We didn't really get radio play. Not in this city. You know how L.A. don't. We get played all over the nation. But L.A., the only song that played they played was Gangsta Love. And, you know, you get clown on the mix shows. Right. We got played on the mix shows. Yeah. You know, and that pop, man. You know, like we didn't. I ain't gonna lie, man. Your Gets Clown wasn't my favorite song, dude. You know, that wasn't my favorite joint. That wow. So it was on the flip side of the first single, and it blew up bigger than... Your Gangsta Love wasn't as big as Your Gets Clown. To this day, people still like Your Gets Clown. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Gangsta Love, sometimes it's like neither here nor there when we perform it. But that Your Gets Clown, bruh, people love that. Now, now, why do you think that one took off, and it was on a side B... 
compared to? I think maybe just because it was more of a clubber, club type. You know, the tempo was faster. Gangsta Love was a damn, it was a gangsta love song. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a game. We was one of the first ones that was doing that type shit yeah. right there. You yeah. know what I mean? And it, I mean, it did good. I right. can't front on it. You know, I mean, that album alone got us to the next point, which was Def Jam. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. So now, um, did you guys do a lot of shows during the the, we, the first album? Man, we did a lot of shows, and most of them was with the Chicano audience. The fans would be mostly Latin, Latino fans. Dope. You know what I mean? We didn't start, man. I don't think we really start penetrating the black market until we got to Engas We Trust. We had some, of course, black fans, but far as from what I seen, as far as the concerts went, once we did the Engas We Trust, then we started going to the south and further away and then you know it was different but that first album bruh shit <laughs> it was it was in california a lot in texas and you know it just that's what it was man this shit we was loving it dope dope you know um i, I have to ask uh i know south south central cartel uh there was few members in that group is there any of them today 2020 that you don't work with talk to don't get along with it anymore. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a the SEC as a group was volatile. Um, I formed the groups right, so when I put the group together, I didn't trip. You know, I'm thinking these my homies, but I didn't stop to think. But what if the homies don't like each other, right? I'm thinking these my homies, they all like me. I'm bringing this guy in. He don't know that guy. You know, I'm bringing in, in the South Central Cartel as a group was very volatile because it's a lot of real dudes in the group from the streets, blah, blah, blah. But it, it yeah, we imploded kind of. Okay. As a group, we kind of imploded, dude. We would be in, in interviews at, at um, Sony somewhere. And we like sitting around a table like this with the, 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 the intercom would be whatever the magazine was and do in the middle of the interview, we would go off on each other. No shit. Like it was crazy because it was volatility. Like for instance, like I said before, you got Havoc the mouthpiece and you got Havoc the rhyme son. Now, if I don't explain it to you, right, people are going to assume that the main that mouthpiece was a rapper. You got to let them know that Havoc the Rhyme Son was the one rapping with me on all these songs. Havoc the Mouthpiece talked on records. He didn't rap. Okay. You know what I mean? And But Havoc the Mouthpiece was, he, he made himself important. Okay. Rhyme Son was important because he was a rapper. Havoc the Mouthpiece made himself because he made moves. He was out there willing and dealing right. you know what i mean he was he was integral like in in damn near everything you know what i mean i was integral because i was producing it and i was rapping on everything but this guy didn't rap but he was out there on the front line promoting right everybody knew this havoc the mouthpiece guy right so of course as time and and but didn't like this Havoc and this Havoc hate each other. They don't mm -hmm. like each other. Not to mention certain other members don't like this guy. Okay. Right? 
So um, everybody coming to me. Yeah. Pride. I don't like this guy. <laughs> I, I want him gone. Now, mind you, when I was telling you how I stopped serving in the streets and whatnot, had this guy here was like pride. Don't do that no more. I'm going to get us an apartment in Torrance. You do the music. Learn how to be a producer. Like, focus on your your skill. Right. So, this is what the mouthpiece did, right? So, and then when I decided to start the group with these other guys, he was like, go ahead. At the time, we living in Torrance, this dude hustling. I don't got to hustle no more. Right. I, he going to go do that, and I'm going to go with Chris and learn how to be a producer and be a better artist. I felt like I owed this dude. Yeah. So, when they was like, get rid of him, I couldn't do it. Right. Couldn't do it. You know what I mean? I'm not doing that, bro, because if it wasn't for this guy right. here, you know, whatever. You were stuck, pretty much. I, I, I felt a loyalty. Yeah. To to not that I don't feel loyalty to these guys too, but I also felt a certain loyalty to this dude because more than I guess more than anybody else over here, as far as me getting in the rap game and becoming, he had a as far as the moves he made, it helped me. Right. So I wasn't finna do that, right? It was another guy in the South Central Cartel early on named Lover G. We had three rappers. Love on the first album, Lover G is on the on the album cover, but he ended up he was gone. You know what I right, mean? Right. And I kept him in for a while. I mean, they wanted to kick him out before he got kicked out. I wouldn't let him. I'm like, no, nah, you ain't finna kick Lover G out the group. Okay, so I kept him in for quite a while longer, but he kept doing certain things and eventually they voted him out. And I would be sticking. Like everybody voting. Y'all want Lover G gone? Everybody raised their hand. I'm not raising my hand. I'm like, no, y'all not finna kick him. But eventually, right? I had to let it go. Yeah. Now me and him don't. He hate my guts because he feel like why you let him kick me out or whatever. Right. Dude, I it took a while, but eventually I had to give in. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Now the mouthpiece, havoc the mouthpiece. We was good for years, even though. It was way out shit going on, right, crazy right. shit going on, but I still stuck with this guy. And then, you know, when you have a cool career, you know, we didn't have a great career, but we didn't have an awful. It was good. I say it was good. You know, we sold a few million records. I'm not mad. You know what I mean? But um, when you get later down in that career, now the money ain't as big, right? And now we got to make sure that everybody getting their pay. We allocate now who right. gets what. Well, it just so happened I produced a lot of this re these records, uh, uh, and I'm rapping on a lot of these records. So when we come to the to this point in time, it's like, damn, pride, you getting a lot. Yeah. I did a lot, bro. Yeah. You know, I did a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? Not on purpose. I just was doing what I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now it's like people want you to continue to give. They want you to continue to give. Man, you know, you want to do a record, but now you want me to give you extra percentages. And no, dude, we didn't get paid for this, bro. We did the Concrete Jungle record. That was the last one that me and Havoc, the mouthpiece, did together. You know what I mean? But, you know, he 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 paid for that and it got done and that's kinda like his thing.
Right. That was a right. farewell gift. You know? you know, I'm going to ask you a question that uh, for this generation that may not know how it was in the late 80s and maybe early 90s, uh, you guys coming out of South Central, uh, sporting the blue, did you guys ever get hit up by anybody in the red? I'm not going to say none of these rappers would really say much, but not to our faces. Right. You know what I mean? Probably. I mean, like I always said, man, whenever we would see certain people. quick people, uh -huh. it, we never had no problems with them. Mm -hmm. But it just was automatic tension. Okay. So, you know, like if we at the BRE convention over here at the, at the hotel, how they used to have them, and we standing around and they walk by us, it's just the street tension. But cool, nothing ever happened. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of back talk. Right. Back behind the back talk, but nothing ever really transpired from that. You know what I mean? And now, shit, man, like I said, we we did some shit with Second and None over in Italy, and them, them were some cool dudes. Dope. I expected something else. But when we got there, maybe because we all grown now, man, yes. everybody grown. Ain't nobody out here like maybe if it maybe back then it probably would have been more something else going on. You feel me? Right. But because now we all grown men and we all got families to, you know, nobody trying to be in jail or, or hurt or whatever the hell might happen if the conflict got too big you know what i mean so back in our dude a lot of people didn't say much to us because it was it was it was quite a few of us dude and and when we would go to places it was quite a few of us <laughs> quite i mean us and a whole lot of other people with us yeah. and and they was really it you know real dope, dope, issues with uh, them, i'm glad know? to hear that nothing ever did happen and we're all still alive, man. Hey, man, you feel me? You know, so so now let's jump into 1993 in Gats We Trust. Uh, by the way, that album cover I thought was a fucking hard-ass album cover. Man. That shit, I don't know if you guys ever saw posters of that, but that was a dope Yeah, well, we had posters. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if they sold them. I never sold <laughs> one, but I know the poster. I got one of them at home. Dope, you dope. know. Now, I want to talk about a specific song, and maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on it. Gangsta Team which had Tupac, Spice One, MC8, Ice-T, and uh, if I'm correct, LV and the Shy Lights? Or, or is no, that, no, 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 that's no, you know what? SEC, that's a different man. song. That's a yeah, different yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gangsta Team, everybody you said, though, before the yes. LV part. Um, once again, Havoc the Mouthpiece. Okay. He, he was good at putting people together. Okay. You know? Now, see, it don't matter if I like you or not. I'm not going to take your credit. He, I was in there producing, of course, but he brought them guys in that, you know, I looked up, Ice-T was here, 8 was here, you know what I mean? Next thing I know, Spice and Pac here. I didn't even know Pac was going to be there, to be honest with you. I knew Ice would be, because we was tight with Ice, you know what I mean? MC8, we had the same lawyer slash manager, so 8 was like family. Yeah. Um, and of course, we have been cool with Spice from the beginning of our career. When we went on our first promo tour, um, the dude named Arby Taylor was um, promoting Spice's first album. So we literally blew up side by side, SEC and Spice. So Spice always been the homie. But man, Havoc put that together, man. Okay. Uh, um, any memories interacting with Puck? 
Man, the memories that I have of Pac is like you asked me, um, um, have I seen him outside? Oh, he was cool there, you know, cool as fuck. Actually, he hung around with us that whole day when we um went, we did went and did a photo shoot, man, and he went went to the photo shoot with us, and we all in Hollywood somewhere on one of them back streets, man. And so, so the um the the dude taking the pictures, you know, he tell us to pose or whatnot. Everybody pull pull out they they guns, right? Everybody had them. We all pull out the guns, and I'm looking to the left. Next thing I know, Pop pull out the big gun, big, bigger than everybody's, right? So I'm like, this is a real motherfucker right here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right there, I knew he was a solid one, a real one, right? And he was cool with us because we was all kind of similar attitudes and stuff like that so you know and that's what i say about Pac, man Pac was cool with motherfuckers that he had some kind of respect for and from that day forward every time i seen Pac, it was love yeah like he would definitely he wasn't one of them guys dude where you walk into an event and he there and he see you and he just ignore you he gonna make sure he come and say what's happening so from that day to 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 the last time i seen last time i saw Pac. I was at Universal City Walk, coming up, going up the um, um, escalator, and Pac was going down. And dude seen me and jumped over on the other side to shake my hand. So that's the kind of dude he was. You um, know what I mean? Solid. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was a yeah. real dude, man. Okay, you know, I know we might have jumped a little bit ahead, uh, but just to clarify this, this was right before, or this was before he actually went to prison. And when he got out, uh, did you have any... any interaction with him you know what i ain't see him after that right i mean what's the escalator thing that i seen when i seen him at universal city walk this was during that whole death row time okay i don't know you know this is he was out of after jail after he did the jail time and all that for sure okay you know what i mean only thing um we had a song man um called what does it take to make a grown man cry okay. i think it was that was on one of me and havoc's later albums and when Pac got out of jail uh, somebody told me like dude Pac played that song all day bro oh, sure. he played that one song all day long you know what i mean but i you know i didn't see him until the um universal city walk Okay. And it was a quick thing because I was leaving. You know okay. what I mean? But he made sure he, he saw me and he was like, what up, Pride? You know what wow. I mean? Solid dude, man. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, then the next song I wanted to bring up was the LB and the Shy Light song. It's an SEC thing. That's a dope-ass fucking video. Man, you know? yeah. that It was some friction at that video. But... Uh, like, 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 like friction? Now you bring it up, I gotta ask Yeah, you. we shot that video in... Um, <clears throat> we was in Rolling 20... What? 20s hood right which is a blood gang um we was at the, the um cemetery <laughs> that cemetery over there off of washington we in there doing our thing and we look up whole bunch of bloods coming you know because that's their hood you know I, I i'm thinking to myself we're gonna be able to creep in here because we in a cemetery you feel me and get up out of here no nah, man them dudes came in there deep and it was quite it was a few of us in there and um so when you look at the video those was real that shit's real very tense it was tense as hell up in there dude <laughs> like that was some tense shit we i'm like dude let's get this shit done and get the hell up out of here but it was cool yeah you know one yeah. of those situations and we had several 
where we was in somewhere we didn't have no business being and they, you know, it didn't turn out bad. Okay. You know what I mean? But that it's a SEC thing. Once again, Havoc father, one of the shy lights. Yeah. So Havoc got that link with the shy lights. So of course we had to at least get something with them. You know, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. have been right if we didn't get something. Right. And that was it. We had did that song originally on In Gats We Trust and it was a whole different song. And right. we remixed it for the for the Murder Squad album and got them on there. Okay, okay. You know, it's funny how you bring up all these frictions that took place back then. Today, I mean, thank God none of that really, really happens anymore. But I think today's, a lot of these rappers don't realize what used to take place back then. Man, it was, you know what, man? If you got on them records back in our day, yeah. talking that, yeah. Dude, eventually, in certain places, cities, states, they going to test you, bro. Yeah. And then we got tested. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I will say we got tested quite a bit, you know, but we ain't never get, you know, luckily, we ain't never get, you know, nothing done right, to right. it. <laughs> you know, we didn't run away. We would stand there, you know, whatever happened, happened type of situation. Right. But I think a lot of the time they expect you to run. Yeah. And yeah. when you don't. They they look at you different. No, you you get the you respect, know. you know. Yeah, man, you know, you know it uh, could go bad. I ain't saying you know we was you know no Superman. It's just we grew up in some craziness, dude. It's yeah. like we used to this shit. True, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Nineteen ninety five. There's a SCC presents Murder Squad album. Care to elaborate a little bit on that? The Murder Squad Nationwide joint, man. Havoc went got. A, a solo situation from Russell. It was supposed to be Havoc's compilation album, right? Um, I didn't even know we was on the cover until it was already out. No shit. I man, I had no idea we was oh. on the cover of that record, man. You know what I mean? They threw Havoc. You know, Havoc. Then Havoc told me that he didn't know. Hmm. But you know. Now, when you say Russell, we're talking about Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons. Okay. Russell Just for those Simmons. the people that may not know him on first name Yeah, basis. I mean, Russell signed us direct. You know, okay. we got our deal. We we um we we was on Quality. We did the first album. Quality. Was, Damn, I haven't heard that in a yeah, long time. Quality Pump. We was on Quality Pump. Okay. Something happened with the um mother company. Right. They, they, money issues, right? Um, They tried to... um. You know, they asked us if we would do the album, the next album, for less money. Like, a small amount, right? Damn, really? Now, our first album is damn near gold at this point. And they want a discount. And they want to give us a bullshit budget. Right. I understand, y'all, the stock market crashed, and, but, you know, you right. know what I mean? Right. Okay. It just so happened that we went to Jack the Rapper in Atlanta. Yep. And we met Russell Simmons. Havoc, this guy again, yeah. walk right up to Russell. Walk right up to him. Like, Russell, my name Havoc, blah, 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 blah. Told Russell who we were. And um, Russell pulled them sound scans. Hmm. And once he pulled them, you know, at that time, all the major labels wanted their NWA yes. group. They wanted their gangster rap group. Yes. Def Jam didn't have none. Right. We was the first. You know what I mean? And, and you know, not because he liked our music per se. It's just I think the numbers was good. He knew he could sell it. Yeah. He knew he, knew he could, he could take what that what quality did and make it bigger. And that's what they did. Okay. 
1997, All Day, Every Day. All Day, Every Day. Okay. That was our swan song with Def Jam. You know, by the time, to me, All Day, Every Day is one of our best albums, man. Really? If you really fucking listen to that record, shit's dope, man. But, dude, we was over it. You know, by the time we get to this, listen, you got to look at it. Our first album on Def Jam came out in 93. Right. Okay. So you just said, what, 95, 96 for the Murder Squad? 95 and 97. Okay. Yes. So... You see the you see the, the 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 lag in the years. Yeah, man, we we pissed off. We like, dude, we should be putting out an album at this time. Groups were putting out an album every year. Every year, you know. So we like, dude, if we not putting out an album every year because we were so gangster as a group, we didn't get a whole bunch of concerts. We didn't get a lot of shows. We got a cool amount, but not as many as other people was getting. That was probably because we didn't have a manager. You know, right? Mistakes we made along the way. But man, we we went up in Def Jam and was like, "Look, man, just you know, we ready to go." Yeah, didn't know what the fuck we was doing. <laughs> they didn't want to. They wasn't ready to let us go. Right. You know, I mean, if you read on the internet, they say they were dropped by Def Jam. Never dropped the South Central Cartel. We went up in there like, man, we had a meeting with Leo Cohen, and he was like, "Man, we want to do a new album," and we was like, "Nah, nah, we ready. We want to go." Yeah, you know what I mean. So that was it, all day, every day. So when we when they put all day, every day out, we were still on Def Jam, but we later were on Def Jam. So they didn't really put their neck in, they back into the promo, but we never got a whole lot of promo. We just was such a such a street. Um, our street following was so strong that we just sold records. Yeah. This was when you could do that. When you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It ain't like that now. But at that time, dude, if you had a nice enough street following, you sell 500, 600,000 records just off the strength of that. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, 1999, The Concrete Jungle, Volume 1. Care to elaborate on that? Man, that was, you know, Def Jam over. Everybody <laughs> straggling. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah. trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have it comes to us like, man, I got distribution with I think it was I don't wanna even get some distributor. Um <laughs> man, let's do an album. You know, so you know, like I said once again, I still fuck with L V. I still everybody, I'm still linked. So I can always pull together an SCC album. Yeah. So we do it. Okay. Havoc the rhyme son gone he moved to the bay. So he not on Concrete Jungle. That's when my brother, Young Prod, became more of a lead rapper in the group. So you will say he all he was already rapping on our stuff. I think all day, every day, he officially became like the third rapper. But Concrete Jungle was an album where he really, really got way, way deeply involved. Okay. You know, and, and Rhyme Son being gone just right. made his position stronger. Okay. You know? You know what, man? We can go through all your records because I have two that it's came out in 2003, 2004, 2005, 2008, 2009, 2010, but we don't have enough time. But allow me to invite you back and we'll do a part of your part two. Well, let's do it. Okay. But now I do want to shine light on what you have coming out, what you've done. Can you share a little bit what what are you uh, working on now? Yeah, man. Right. And actually, man, we just dropped recently a joint called The Prodigy Project, which is me, my brother, and my guy, Daddy Dizzle. Okay. 
Okay. You know what I mean? So, you know, we trying to, I'm trying to segue pretty much into my hood good productions, hood good music, and right. kind of, you know, get ready to, to take a back seat on the being an artist thing and do the business. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if, if I'm going to always produce. So, you know, so now, man, we dropping, we're at that point where we're dropping our last things. So okay. I got the Prodigy Project. We about to go full throttle with the promo for that. And then we got the South Central Cartel's last album. It's called Cartel of mm. That's going to be the last full length. Yeah, you know, we might get an itch to drop a single every now and then. Right. But that's going to be the last full length album, man. So Prodigy Project right now. Then I got an album with LV, LP. Dope. LV and Prodigy. Yeah. We like... 85% done with that. So awesome. I got that one. My brother Young Pride got an album. He, you know, he he got an AKA Cali Pitts too. His mm -hmm. name Cali Pitts and Young Prodigy. So we got that. You know what I mean? And LV got a bomb ass solo album that he just finishing up that he finna drop, man. So, you know, we still, we ain't stopping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because me, you know, we ain't doing music just to make money. We doing music because we love music. Yeah. So, you know, we ain't going to never stop doing it. That's dope, man. That's dope. Uh, can the people expect any visuals, any videos? Bruh, yeah, we just shot a joint. We actually did a joint about all the, the crazy police brutality joint called Mama, I Can't Breathe. We didn't want to name it I Can't Breathe because it's about a thousand songs out called that. Yeah. So we threw the mama on the beginning of it. We just shot a video for that. And we finna shoot. Actually, tomorrow we shooting a video. We got a song called Good Times. We about to drop video for that in another. We about to drop four videos off this this EP that we just dropped. That's dope. Now, where can people go and purchase this EP if they wanted to? Is it all? Well, right now the EP is digital, but I'm waiting on the CD, so I'm going to have them. You're going to have gonna hard have, copies. Yeah, I'm going to have the hard copies, man, because what happened really was I had pushed the release of this, you know, when all of the COVID, the, the COVID shit started. I pushed it back, dude, and I forgot. When? Like, right. I pushed it back two months, and I just lost track of time, and it came out on me. I really didn't want it to be out yet. But, you know, dude, we ain't, you know, it's out there, but they'll see when we push it. The push gonna be the push. You'll see it more when we pushing it. Okay. When the videos and everything ready, I'm kind of like moving slow right now because I need them damn visuals. Right, right. You feel me? So yeah. they coming. They coming. The visuals just will sell it, and the hard copies... Believe it or not, there's still a lot of people that still love hard copies. Oh, bro, we be selling them. We go and do shows. We still be going to Japan and Europe doing shows and stuff. So, I mean, dude, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. They still love our music. Like, you can go to Japan and it's like 96. That's wow. how the people love you over there. Yeah. We can walk around L.A. like... What up, Pride? You know what I mean? <laughs> but you go to Japan, they look, man, they over there crying and shedding tears. Real shit, dude. Say you're doing a, a show in Japan tonight, hypothetically. And what would be your last song that you perform? Man, they seem... You know what, dude? Damn, the last joint? That you know is just going to rock that motherfucker. Man, we damn that everything rocked them. But I, I would say, man, over there, it's a SCC thing. It's a good last song. Okay. You know, and if I'm in Europe, if I'm in France, I'm going to do all day, every day last. Because uh, we did that shit five times. Five times? They kept asking us to do it over. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. T 
to the point where we didn't do five or six of the songs that we had to do. So there was just like six encores. They kept encores. asking for an encore. Damn, like that. And all we did was put the mic like this. And, and they, they rapped. They rapped the whole damn song. That's fucking awesome, man. That, those are That's awesome. the beautiful thing about this shit. Yeah. You feel me? Now, now, let me ask you this. And if you're not doing it, I encourage you. Have you guys been filming any of this? This? No, no uh, but you guys. Oh, man, yeah, I got a gang of it. Okay, good. I got good. a gang of it, yeah. My phone, I got one of them extra big phone with the storage. It's full of that stuff. And you know, the people who we went, they had it filmed too. So we got the professional footage as well. Awesome, awesome. At this time, brother, you want to care to give any shout outs to anybody? Man, I always want to give shout outs to the people that still, you know, messing with the SEC, that's still supporting, man. Because at the end of the day, if it wasn't for y'all, it wouldn't be no us. You know what I mean? That's, right. that's, that's who deserves the shout out, man. I'm going to leave it at that. And we want to give you a shout out for having me over here, awesome, man. man. Much so, love. Well, thank you for allowing me uh, to have the honor to interview you, man. Man, you know, I like, was coming. When he asked me, I'm like, oh, Tony, yeah, huh? Yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come do that. All good, my brother. All good. So, all right, you guys, once again, go get yourself a couple of modelos because I have a very special guest coming next you don't want to miss this one so make sure you call somebody text somebody pay somebody slap the shit out of somebody let them know that maito is in the motherfucking building thank you big prodigy well, she's much up. love wes welcome back everybody to rodeo radio episode 66 with the podcast that slaps your coach your fat ass with a fat dick we're back now to jack off hour and uh i got my top boss roofing beer holder from odessa texas much love much respect to the Zamora for blessing me with these things. Once again, everybody, the new High C, well, I shouldn't say the new, but uh, we re-released the High C album that I produced. And uh, for those of you that still like hard copies, these hard copies are available. Documentary.com, four for 30, four of them I did, four of them Dre did. You wanna know which ones? Go to Documentary.com. And once again, thanks to everyone that has donated to the Chicano rap documentary that hopefully we'll start filming at the end of next month and we are hoping to release it about this time next year and uh for those that have given once again thank you we have met 75 percent of our goal we still need a little bit over three thousand dollars so if you guys want to bless us cool if you don't don't talk don't say nothing but for those of you that have blessed us thank you very much much love much respect but enough of that shit uh let me go ahead and introduce my next special guest Maito. How you hey, doing, Maito? Good, good, good. good. How, you, how are you doing today? You know what? I am blessed, and I couldn't wait to get this interview going with you. Oh, yeah. Me too, man. It's, it's like a totally, it's an honor to be here, you know? Well, th th thank you for being here, you know? Uh, um, first of all, because I know you came with Pablito. Uh -huh. uh, how was the drive coming? Did you have to drive far? We had, excuse me, can you repeat that again? Did you have to drive far? No, not really. We, we, like, well, I come from uh, Huntington Park. Okay. And he comes from like Downey, so you know he usually comes to my house and then we go. Okay. But it's like not that not that far. Okay. Okay. That'll work. You know what? And I usually ask some of my guests because I like to break the ice a little bit. Have you seen any good movies lately? Any funny movies? Because you're a funny guy. Right. Right. You're a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Um, right now that we're all, all in quarantine and stuff like that, you know, we got more time to actually do shit. Do shit and watch <laughs> movies and. You know spend time by ourselves you know you know i i i'm a bit, very big fan of um all the kind of like the all 
Adam Sandler movies. Oh hell yeah! Like the new one that came out with uh, what's his name? I think he produced it. Um, the wrong Missy. You seen the? Oh Netflix? yeah, yeah. That bitch is crazy. That bitch is crazy. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, like it reminded me of one of my girls that I have right. One of your exes, huh? One of my exes. Yeah, yeah. That bitch was real fucking crazy. Right, bro. right, right. Yeah, you know what's funny? My brother, who you just met earlier, mm -hmm. he has a girlfriend like that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. During break, you get to ask him. He'll tell you all about her. Oh, wow. That I bitch know. is fucking I don't know. <laughs> you, don't wanna, you don't want to meet her. I don't want to meet her. Yeah. But, uh, so, since you're bringing up uh, um, the wrong Missy, uh, do you have a lot of girlfriends, man? Me? Well, you know what? I try to keep myself busy sometimes, you know? Okay. That's all you need to do, you know? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> like no, I'm playing girls. No, only one, only one. Okay, only one. That's good. That's good. Only that's, one. That's a good thing. I don't want to get you in trouble. You know? No, no, no. I get myself in trouble, so. Okay. It's like, no, nobody needs to get me in trouble. <laughs> no. Okay, so now, you like a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Adam Sandler. Comedy movies, action movies, you know, some thrill documentaries. I love that. Documentaries, you know? Okay. Like, like what kind of documentaries do you like watching? Well, I like things like history. History. Okay. You know, like the economy and stuff like that. Like yesterday, I was seeing about a documentary about Donald Trump dark past. Okay. It's called the uh, what's it called like con, con, con the con conference something like that. I'll go see con, Yeah, something like that. But it's like you know all that bullshit businesses that he's done and he failed and he's trying to fucking. Was it run a country now? Yeah, right, right. Know? That's the same guy who said grab her by the pussy. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, and... <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, are you big on porn? Like, what do you mean? Porn movies. Do you watch a lot of porn movies? No, I don't watch them. I make them. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's a good business. Yeah, yeah, I make them. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah my, that, 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 that's just like a hobby, you know? Side job. Side job, yeah. Hell yeah, I like that. Uh, you know, because I saw a video clip where oh. I think, yeah, <laughs> where I think you were at the airport and they... Ah, shit. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I can't forget about that one. I was in it. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm going to bring it up, so I asked you. And they opened up your suitcase, porn magazines, porn movies... And then a big ass black dildo. Right, right. Now you know what? That day I did not know. They're like, "Hey, when are you coming? When are you coming?" Because I had a fl flight to. I think it was um, Missouri, something uh -huh. like that. So they went a day before me. Okay. So, um, the day before they started buying all this stuff, you know. And when I got there, you know, everything was okay. It was there. We did what we had to do. We worked and. Sunday comes along, I mean, Monday morning comes along, and, you know, I was tired, and they're like, you know what, I'll hold your bag, don't, don't, don't worry about it, and I was like, okay, you know, they're being <laughs> nice, you know, so, you know, we go in the airport, and, and I'm like trying to get my bag, and they're like, no, 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 and I was like, okay, you know, they, you know, we passed it to the conveyor belt, you know, they picked it out, they put it in there, and then next thing you know, like the, the what's it called, the TSA? Yeah. TSA lady was like, whose bag is this? I was like, no, I saw it go to the secondary, secondary, and I was like, what, you know? Yeah. Because usually, like, you know, usually, like, I don't carry nothing that I'm supposed to carry. So, <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's me, and she took me to the, to, you know, to the side, and she, like, she opened my luggage, and then, when she opened it, she saw everything, like the dildo, the magazine, and everything. Yeah. But she didn't tell me. I just saw her face, like, huh, you know? She closed it back 
back inside and she's like, I can't open it. And I'm like, why? She's like, I cannot open it right here. So they got me and they put me in a little ass room. <laughs> so, and I'm like there, like sitting there and then two TSA cup, um, people come and they're like, oh, you know what you're in here for? I'm like, no. And then they started like searching, you know, searching my bag again and they start popping out with the magazines. But it's not any regular magazines, they're game back porn magazines. They're, no shit. Everything was gay. Everything was gay, you know, it was like okay. a blow up doll, my size. You know, everything was like, and then next thing you know, they pop out with a black dildo and I was like, what? What? Yeah, you know, I'm like, that is not mine. <laughs> that is definitely not mine. That yours, was huh? definitely not mine. You know, I can't carry nothing bigger than me, you know? Exactly. Yeah, they blow like, up doll your size yeah, too? Yeah. Dude, they, I don't know how hell they ended up putting this shit in my bag. Like, somebody without, put that in there. Yeah, somebody did. Obviously, you know, I don't, I don't be carrying stuff like that. You know, probably what it was when you left it at the airport, you went and go get a mangoniada. You got back and somebody. No, you know what? Car. I think it was because they stopped that. They stopped in the middle of the road before we got to the airport. They're like, oh, uh, something's falling. Something's falling. So they went to the bag and they started putting shit in. Yeah. And what and what happened is that. And they would have put the stuff in by itself, I would have not gotten to secondary. Right. So they started putting water bottles. Yeah. So it could look like in the machine, like yeah. liquid, you know? Yeah. So that's why they they got it. They got it and they got me and, you know, everybody. And then I got so embarrassed, man. That was like the worst day of my life because I was tired. I was already like fed up with it and I got out and everybody was like looking at me, like yeah. everybody from the airport, like looking at me, like. And I started screaming like, fuck you guys and... Fuck the police. No, I was like screaming <laughs> at them like, fuck you motherfuckers and this and that. Like, everybody just cracking up. Oh, well. But, yeah. It's all behind you now, though. It's all behind me. It's okay. all behind me. Now, I saw another clip where somebody approaches you at a liquor store and wants you to buy them uh, uh, alcohol. Remember that? Uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they arrest you because you bought the guy a 40. Yeah, it was an underage kid, you know, yeah. but... You know, then he turned out to be a 18-year-old, I mean, a 21-year-old with no ID. And right. Yeah. Then you got arrested. I saw yeah, I got, that. Yeah. I get arrested all the time, but they let me go. No shit? Yeah. You can sneak out? I, I just let, I just, yeah, yeah, get out. That'll work. Now, I got a good lawyer. I got a good lawyer. Oh, hell yeah. Same lawyer that, you know, that, I mean, was it, took out uh, O.J. Simpson. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good lawyers. Yeah, yeah. The 18. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Now, uh, um, where was little Maito born at? Um, Leo Maito was born in Culiacán, Sinaloa. Culiacán, Sinaloa. Yeah, and I was brought to LA like when when I was like eight eight months old. Eight months old. Yeah. Okay. So. Is yeah. that where your parents are from out there? They're from Culiacán. Yeah. Okay. All, all of them, both of them. You know, they're from over there, and actually, my dad lives over there too. Okay. So he he comes once in a while, but you know, it's my my mom is here, my aunts are here, you know, all my uncles are over there, and. They're okay. just scattered everywhere. Yeah. And and where exactly here and uh, were you raised at? Were you raised in L.A.? I was raised in L.A., yeah, in Hunter Park. Okay. Hunter Park, Southgate, oh, around those yeah. areas. And yeah. you went to school, elementary school? I went to, yeah, I went to H, I mean, H.P. High School. Okay. Park High School, yeah. And um, elementary, middle school, everything here. And okay. some college. Some college. Yeah. Why some college? Because I, I only did like two years. Okay. Two years. I did on East Los. Okay. You know, I want to go take my basics, and I was like, you know what, school is not for me. I don't know. Yeah. You had bigger and better things. Yeah, yeah. bigger and better things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, now let me ask you a goofy question. How old were you when you had your first girlfriend? I think I was like 13. 
13? Yeah, I was like, it was in middle school, 13, like, yeah. Damn, you beat me. What? Like, like uh, I, didn't, I didn't, like, kiss a girl till I was, like, think 16. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you're one step ahead of me. And you know what? I was, like, less shy back then. I mean, I was more shy back then, sorry. Really? I was, like, really, like, like to myself, and, you know, I was, like, not very, not, not very, so. I was social, but, like, not too much like how can i say it like if you talk to me i'll talk to you mm. you get me like now it's like it's hard to not not to be <laughs> social you know well especially when you got a bunch of beautiful girls hanging around you yeah well you know they're, they're groupies so. <laughs> there you go there you go so now uh growing up in uh, uh in huntington park uh southgate what type of music uh was played in your mexican home growing up well I remember my my biggest um like my biggest like memory when I, my childhood memory is Saturday mornings uh -huh. when my mom was not working she she used to like clean the house but she used to bust that Ana Gabriel like hey. fucking all out like fucking bumping Ana Gabriel and mopping and fucking doing doing the the, the dishes and waking waking up like fuck like seven in the morning you're bumping Ana Gabriel at this time like really yeah. like you know but. <laughs> It's like you. Now I listen to it. Now it's like that brings me back, like those back memories, childhood now, memories. Child me memories, yeah. yeah. Like I used to hate how she sings. Now it's like I appreciate it a little bit more, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's my mom used to wake me up to Spanish music. Fucking, I used to smell like pine soul because she was mopping too. Oh yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Music and pine soul. So, but but breakfast was always cooked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I I ate good growing up, as you can see how tall I am. Yeah. But um. <laughs> Brothers and sisters. Brothers, I got two brothers, no sisters. Okay, okay. Are you the oldest? The oldest? I'm the baby. The baby. The baby. Okay. The, the youngest one. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, you know, I have to ask you because when I saw this, I couldn't believe it. Okay, but I have to ask you. I saw you in a video that you were driving. Yeah. You drive? Yeah, I drive. For reals? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Wow, because you were jamming, whoa, whoa, you pulled over, and I'm, and you got out, and I go, hey, wait, it's the way my neck, Yeah, you know? I So, did it, did it take you long to, you know, or, como le hace, how, how do you do it? Well, I have, um, I have some pedal extensions. Okay. So, you know, it's like I could drive any car, like, um, people, that's like, you know what, that's actually my number two common questions that I get, like, how the fuck do you drive, you know, it's like, right. Like with my legs, like you know, <laughs> my my tail was my dick. My dick. No, but you know, it's like it's 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 just like two two pedal extension that clamps into the regular pedal extension, a yeah. pedal, and just ex they extend, and that's pretty much it. You know. I used to have a homie. He was like, I'm not gonna lie to you, probably like four eleven. Mm. He used to drive a big ass fucking truck. Oh, I do B too. Okay, big ass truck, and he used to wear shoes. Uh, twice the size of his foot. Oh no! Because he used to say he had a big cock, but I know everybody knew that he was lying. And you step on him, and he's like, "Fucking." Yeah, and he used to put the seat all the way back, and he used to ex and he used to drive with his tippy toe, my seat, so he could look like he was taller. But I said, "How about the la troca?" And he was a little short guy. But yeah, he used to always. I said, "How tall are you, man?" I'm four feet. Four feet. Four feet. Okay. Yeah, this guy was like like four nine, no matter what he weighed. But yeah, he used to always drive a big ass fucking truck. So now, <clears throat> you go clubbing a lot? I used to. I used to, but you know, it gets to, it gets to a point that 
you're fed up with it, you know? Like, you're working all this stuff, and right. you're just like, you know. I, I told, like, when I go out on a date, I tell them, you know what? Let's go anywhere except a club. Right. You know, like, right. that's, like, it's like you're putting me in my work, you know? My work zone, like, I don't right. want to be, I don't want to be, you know, where I work, you get me? Right. And people are going to recognize me, and they're going to want to take pictures or videos, and I'm going to get caught up, and, you know, it's like, I don't, you know, I don't want to. Get, right, you don't want to get caught up? No, I don't want to get caught up, but honestly, I don't. Okay. Now, what kind of club did you, would you go to? Would you go to the majority of Spanish you or know, English? I started, I started, like, maybe, no, I started in Hollywood. I, I used to club in Hollywood. Like, I am um, on Hollywood Boulevard, where there was the uh, Florentine Gardens. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, Florentine Gardens, but not gay night. Not, no, gay, not night. gay night. No, 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 no. No, no, no. there's <laughs> not that one. <laughs> um... Florentine Gardens, and I remember, um, I think it was um, Skybar. Skybar, okay. Is it Skybar? Oh, no, Ibar. Something like that. I don't even know. Gay bar. No, no, not bar. Okay. Not gay bar. No, no. It's, it's something, it, it has the same name of the street. I forgot. Uh, no me recuerdo. Yeah, but anyways, well, there's different clubs in, in, um, in Hollywood Boulevard and in, in Sunset. I used to go clubbing. Then I moved into the, like, the whole Paisa, Hispanic, Latino music okay club okay. you know and how did you like those it gets good it, it, it was crazy because like once i started getting into that scene people started to get to know me better and i had like limited alcohol yeah and that's when things got bad you know because i used to wake up with a big ass crew like, you know yeah yeah and then a, a fat naked booty bitch lay next to you yeah you know what it's crazy how it's crazy because I, I used to wake up like Every weekend, I used to wake up with different person like next to me. I was like, "Oh, what? Like, where am I? Like, I used to yeah, scared. what the fuck happened? Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah it's like scary. Twilight, Mexican Twilight Zone. It's scary, man. Scary waking, yeah. waking up and not knowing where you're at. Exactly, especially having some nalgas as a pillow, and you're like, "Ay, wey, qué es esto?" Yeah, I know. And then, or totally, well, like, you go, you go with somebody, and then you wake up with another person, like. Cause she took off her makeup or something you know yeah like, what you know you know how that is yeah 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 you know i mean you see a pretty girl at a at a mexican club like potreros i don't know if you ever went yeah there. oh yeah well yeah <laughs> okay but you once you turn on the lights i'm like I wait. yeah, yeah. you're like fuck to turn back off the lights <laughs> so you know? now uh, uh what type of drinks uh, uh do you drink when you go to a club man do you drink a lot of mixed drinks well i used Mucanas? to drink i don't drink anymore i have like seven years without drinking but i used to drink when i used to go to the to the like the like the Hollywood club, I used to vodka and Grey Goose and and, and Grey Goose and cranberry. Okay. Now you know we started going to the Paisa, well, Bucana, you know, Bucanas and oh, yeah. and and fucking what, what else? Corona modelos. Local. Yeah, Corona modelos, Patron. Mm -hmm. Like I remember, I remember we had I had to go on stage, and then I told my my friend, hey, I'll be back. I'm gonna go get something to drink. Yeah. I went to go get some, something to drink. By the time I got back, like five people stopped me on the way back to the back, um, like in the way back. Yeah. And I took like five shots with oh, like shit. everybody. And I don't know how the fuck what happened that I got back there like already fucked up. Like they're like, what happened to you? I'm like, dude, I'm like done. Yeah. I remember I threw up that day like so many fucking times. Right. I was selling, I was so fucked up that I was selling cocaine without having cocaine. People were just giving me 20s. No shit. 
and <laughs> and people and everybody was expecting like me to give him something, you know. Yeah. But I had shit. Right, right. And my friends like, oh shit, like you know, he's getting attacked. You know, the people were giving him giving me money, and he just got me. He put me in the car, and we took off. And That's the next cool. day, I woke up with like five eight hundred dollars like in my pocket. Like, oh, you need food. Everybody took me noodle. I no, I couldn't even eat. <laughs> I couldn't even eat. I was like. I woke up in some girl's restroom, like, no like shit. in the floor. No shit. Cause Damn. you know how, like, when you're like brutal, yeah. Like you, you, like you, you want something cold. Yeah. So like, like the piso, the piso of the floor is like really cold. Right, right, right. So right. you're like right there was a spot, like, oh. Hell yeah! So like, uh, so so you go to the Hollywood clubs and then the paisa clubs. What would you drink at the gay clubs? <laughs> nothing. No, nothing. Nothing. I don't even. I don't even drink at the gay clubs. <laughs> no, you don't want to. You don't want to no, fuck around. I'll, there. I'll, I'll disappear. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so now, uh, comedians. Mm -hmm. Name some of your favorite comedians. Cause you're a funny dude, man. You know what? I used to do comedy before. I used to. I used to hang around with uh, Felipe Esparza. Yeah. I used to hang around with Felipe Esparza, um, Carlos Mencia. No shit. Um, este, who else? Um, oh, there's a lot. Uh, Brad Williams, you know who's Brad Williams? Yeah. Yeah, Brad Williams. Cause I used to, I used to, um, when I was what, 18? Okay. I used to go to the Hollywood Improv a lot. Okay. Hollywood Improv, Lab Factory, um, Ice House, what else? Uh, the one on Sunset, the other one, uh, the, fuck, the one that the shore is on. I think that's the Gay Comedy Club. No, no, no. Okay. No. Wasn't that one? The, I, no, the Ice House, no. The one is by Sunset, but it's all the way in the back. No me recuerdo. What the girls? No. Uh, the, I'll, I'll, I'll remember. Well, anyways, I used to hang around with them a lot. You know, we, I, I done some stand-up comedy before, but it's like not really my thing. You know, it's like... Okay. You know. What, what, what do you think inspired? Like, what made you want to try and go up there? Well, because I always like comedy. I always like making people laugh. And, you know, I think, um like... As you see in my YouTube videos and my 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 um, Instagram videos, like I yeah. I do skits and I I just I fuck around too much, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think like my life is funny in a way because yes. you know it's you you trip out like being me like you trip out a lot like people people trip me out a lot and it's like I use that I was using that as my um as one some of my um what is it material you know of, okay on my life. That'll work. You know what? Uh, and one thing that I've learned that girls like funny guys. Yeah, they yeah. do. They do. Yeah. You know what I always said? Uh, make them laugh, and they'll forget you're ugly. And that's why <laughs> growing up, I had a lot of girls. No, no, yeah. Guess. No, but uh, yeah. You know what? Girls like funny dudes. And you know what? It's been proven that if you laugh, you will live longer. Well, you know what? That's why girls hit me up a lot. Cause oh my god, I like your videos and this and that. And you know, I'm like, oh yeah. We should go out. Okay, when? Okay, when? You know, but Show me your number. Yeah. Send me a pic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. I bet you, you got a lot of pics. I kind of do. Bobby, to do what? Show. <laughs> no, I don't show. Want to show. No, 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 no. I don't know, how, I don't know who's watching here. <laughs> uh, you a Jim Carrey fan? I Yeah, I like Jim Carrey a lot. Okay. He's a, he's a, I think he's a comedy genius. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. What about... Uh, let's talk about some... Mexican comedians. I'm gonna name a couple of them and see if you can. Como Luis de Alba. Heard about me? Yeah. Okay. He's famous for saying "Hi, way." He, he's he's like one of my all-time favorites. 
Lalo El Mimo. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. No, not him. What about Cantinflas? Yeah. I like Cantinflas, which I think he invented breakdancing. There's a couple of movies where he's on the floor. So, yeah. And he sags his pants and wears white tees. There you go. He invented the... Yeah. The homeboy look. Yeah. So, Mario Moreno Cantinflas, rest in peace. Uh, let me name a couple of them. Uh, Resortes, Tintan, Capolina. Capolina. Yeah, Capolina. I had a, a homeboy que parecía Capolina, el pinche gordo. Yeah. Um, and a couple of other ones. But um, let me see. Let me see. You're an Eddie Murphy fan? Yeah, I like Eddie Murphy too. Yeah. Like, I think he's badass. He's badass. Especially when there's all these different characters, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, you have to have a fucking talent for that shit. Like, <laughs> to, you know, to do all those fucking characters. Like, damn. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can do that. <laughs> I think you can do that. Well, yeah. I, you know, like, I, I think I could. Just like, I think I just need to practice a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now, from the time you started comedy, mm -hmm. from the time that you stopped, Going on stage, how long was that for? We did it for like three years. It was just like something like quick. I didn't really want to get into it because it wasn't like my thing. Okay. And then I got into all the music industry, like in Spanish, and that kind of sidetracked me and it took me in the wrong direction. And you know, my and then it took me out from my whatever goals I wanted to do originally. And you know, so but right now we're we're going back to we're focusing on that those goals yeah awesome yeah. awesome now um when you were up to doing stand-up comedy how was the response well you know what it was good but like the beginnings i was like stage fright right i was like really scared like i was like like i couldn't really really talk i had to actually took take a couple of shots and you know, it was just like terrible. It was just like. Uh, un, un toque, no? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but it was, it, it was, it was very like, actually, it was like, it opened my mind to something else. Like, I think that that was a good experience. Okay, okay. And uh, um, did, did you just get tired of it? Is that what it was? And that you just stopped or it just wasn't you? I think it wasn't me. I think, um, like, I like comedy, but I don't like, like, stand-up comedy i like more script okay you know i like it i like to be more i think because i like to be more organized right okay you know more organized and you know i don't i think i don't like the pressure put it that way i okay. don't like people looking at me like you know like all the time and so you you look at me and i fucking forget what i was gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say you know so did you forget a lot on stage yeah i did i messed up a lot I a lot. And when you walk off, do you do you be like, fuck? Yeah, I'm like, fuck this shit. Like, right. You know? Okay. Now, now let me ask you this. In comedy and doing stand-up comedy, is there money in it? You know what? In doing stand-up comedy, there's no money. There's no money. Like, I honestly, I've been, I hear, I used to hear from all the comedians like, oh, I'm going to get 50 bucks here. I'm going to get 50 bucks there. Like, in, in the day, they get like, a hundred bucks like in a day you know for doing like a set of of like two sets of like an hour right you know and it's like damn like now i make more than what you yeah. know i see i see comedians now that like that that i used to see before back then and they're still where they at no shit like i'm like dude damn. like like where's your following where's yeah. your or you know what, what what are you doing like 
you know, there's, you're in the same position from back then to now. And like, if, if, if you, if you would have at least 50,000 followers and you're making good money and stuff like that, I would have been like, oh, who are you? But, you know, you have like 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 followers. It's like, eh, like, like, whoa, 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 like, there's no money, you know, you have to do something bigger than stand up. But that's mostly, that's mostly where everybody started. Yeah. Eddie Murphy, um, was it, uh, what's the name, um, Jim Carrey, um, who else? Who else? Who else? What's it? Chris Rock. Um, what's the other guy's name? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah. yeah, you know that's where everybody started, but they knew how to get into something bigger, you know. Yeah. But I think everybody, everybody, was it? Everybody controls their fate. Yeah. Like where they want to yeah. go. You ever do any Spanish comedy? No. No. Okay. No. Have you ever went to any Spanish comedy clubs? Is there any? I went once and I got so bored. No shit. Yeah. Why they, is that? I went for um just like because they told me, hey, you know, you should come and this and that. You know, it was uh, one of my ex managers' right. talent. But I don't know if you, he comes on TV. It's called, his name is Compa, El Compayaso. Okay. And I was just like, right there, like, what the fuck am I doing here, you know? <laughs> like, I, like, I get the jokes, but I, I it's like so sarcasm like it's like so it's like so stupid like okay you know so i don't really that was my first and last time i'm like okay. uh, were you a fan of sepin sepin i was, was not in that fan. i was not in that era okay what about a fan of iris chacon who iris chacon i heard about her but oh man she's She's gorgeous. She was, no? Yeah. Yeah, she was. She was. She was. She, I don't think she's not. She's I don't, I don't know, but I think she still has big thighs and big nalgas. So. I don't know. I so don't know because I don't... You're going to have to Google Iri Chacon Nalgas and then it'll pop up. I'll, I'll look her up. Okay, cool. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a little break. Right. Uh, me and you are going to take about five or six shots. Okay. Smoke a joint, un toque, and we'll come back. All right, that's good. All right, Let's cool. Do it. All right, everybody. Uh, call somebody, text somebody, pay somebody, slap shit at somebody, let them know that... Big Maito is in the motherfucking building. Come back uh, after you take a crap, get your popcorn ready, slap it across the ass, and bring them back at the jack-off hour, and we'll be back in 10 minutes. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodian Radio, to the, to the podcast that slaps your culture fat ass with a fat dick. And uh, me and Maito, we already killed about half of this bottle, uh, smoked a half a joint, and it's a un toque. So, uh, but before I forget, the High C album is available right now. Um, the four hard copies of the CDs that you guys have been requesting, and um, four of them made by Dr. Dre, and one of them made by me. Once again, uh, those of you that want to um, donate to the Chicano Rap documentary, uh, you could do that. It uh, it's on my bio on my Instagram, it's on my bio on my Facebook, and you can also look at it here on the podcast. And once again, the Rory Make documentary, you can go to documentary.com. And get it for 20% off when you uh, punch in the code TRMD20, TRMD20. Uh, but that's enough. Uh, let's go back to Maito. Maito, how are you? Good. You feeling good? <laughs> After those many shops, how are you feeling? With a heartburn. Heartburn? Yeah. Okay, what about that toque? Did it help you out? Yeah, it kind of like, you know, made me a little bit. Okay. And that joint, is it smooth? Smooth it out. That'll work. That'll work. Now, in the break, we were talking about your Kevin Hart experience. You were yeah. at, a, at a, a strip. No, no, a gay club. No, comedy club. Comedy club. Yeah. Okay, comedy club. And then uh, share with us what happened. Well, 
I used to hang around outside, you know, I used to like be, be kind of like, I, I used to, it was just like, how can I say, it was the comedians, we used to come outside and we used to hang around and then next thing you know, like, we we, used to, we saw like a couple of girls, yeah. you know, in line. <clears throat> and then like how I used to have a guest list yeah. in the comedy show, I used to bring people in. So next thing you know, like, like two girls approached me and they're like, hey, um, you think you could get us in for free? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure, you know. So, you know, I got them a ticket and then, and then I put them in. And then, um, the night, in the night, like when, when the thing was over, you know, she's like, oh, thank you very much. And this and that. She gave me her number. Sure. You know, and we, we, we started texting, texting, texting. And, you know, and, and she came, she started coming along yeah. often, often, often until my friends, my friends, the comedians, they're like, hey, you know who's that? I'm like, nah, who's that? And he's like, dude, you don't know who that is. So they didn't even want to tell me. Right. So, you know, I, I left it as that until they told me, you know what? Just, you know, be careful. That's um, Kevin Hart's wife. And back then, like back in 2000 and I think it was 2007 yeah. or seven, eight, like Kevin Hart wasn't really that known, you know? Right. He was known, but not as much as right now of course so i was like who's kevin hart until i really googled him and like oh shit so she was texting me like she she was like oh you know i want to be a comedian and this and that and you know and i want you to help me and i was like wait a minute like how come you you know your husband doesn't help you he's a comedian you know right and she was telling me that you know he doesn't want to help her out and this and that well to make a long story short um I found out that she got divorced like a couple years after. You know, I think mm. her name was Tori, Tori Hart. No shit. Yeah, like I was like, what the fuck? Like, why, why are you telling me to get you in the club? Like, yeah, your, yeah. your your husband's a big shot, you know? It's yeah. like. Now, she wasn't one of the girls that you would wake up to, was she? No, no, oh, no, okay, no, okay, okay. No, I didn't do nothing with her, you know? I didn't, okay. there was no dirty taxi, you know, like, it was just like. No hey, pictures? No pictures, no. Oh, okay. Okay, that'll work, that'll work. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, earlier we were talking, we were outside, we heard a weird-ass noise, and, and you thought it was a pterodactyl. Yeah, I thought I thought so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they'd be roaming up around my house. Oh, no shit? Yeah, I'd be like freaking out, like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're a funny dude, you know that, right? Now, uh, now, you been in any movies, man? You know what, I've been in, um, like, two, three independent movies. Okay. But they're, like, they're um, Spanglish movies. Spanglish movie, okay. Yeah, they're like... Suspenseful, horror, comedy, com gay? Comedy, comedy. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's like... I did it as a favor. Okay. Kind of, you know. It was a good experience, you know. I learned a lot, but that's, that's about it. You okay. know, I, I came out in and I'm in the magazines. I done some commercials. You ever, you ever get, like, those magazines, you know, the centerfold? I got one. I got one. A two-page spread. Okay. But it was like a wheel magazine. Okay. So they were trying to show off the, how big is the wheel is. I mean, the, the tire is. So, right. So they had to use a little guy. So the only guy that they could call that they know it was me. Like, hey, you know, you think you want to shoot? You know? Right. And it was, it was um the ultimate wheel guide, 2008. Okay. okay. And were you like laying down? I was standing up. Because oh, okay. the tire was like huge, man. Like it was like a 30... 36 inch tire something like that okay now, now how did you enjoy being in movies is that something that you think you want to pursue 
I know what I do. I do want to pursue that. You know, it's like, that's like one of my biggest, biggest goal. You know, actually, you know, when I was going to high school, I mean, college, I was taking, um, I, w- I wanted to get my, my degree in theater art. Okay. You know, I wanted to pursue acting and, and, uh, eventually do movies. Okay. Um, what kind of movies would you like to do? Anything, man. I think, I, I think like I would like to do comedy movies, but if I could do like suspense, drama, freaking horror, like I think it would be like a, like a, how can I say, like a, like a challenge, you know, to yeah. try to get into that character. That'll work. That'll work. That's yeah. good. Now, have you ever tried uh, rapping? What do you mean rapping? Like rap. I like rapping hit. like hit. Christmas gifts or like? No, tamales. Oh, tamales. Sí. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good, good. <laughs> it's hard to keep a straight face, man. Yeah. You're, you're, making, you're, you're making it hard on me. So, uh, okay. Now, what is Maito? No, no, no. I have to ask you. Uh, I seen you in a couple of videos, mm-hmm. music videos. Mm-hmm. I think it's, ¿cómo se llama este? Johnny Humilde? Johnny Chingas. No, Johnny Chingas, no, ese güey ya está, me mató. <laughs> ya se murió. Pero, um, se me paró. Yeah, yeah, se me paró. Yeah, pero, uh, um, Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy Humilde. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, me and Jimmy, we, we, we've been knowing each other for like since like, what, 2008? Okay. You know, we, we always been friends and, you know, and like two years ago, you know, um, he started a, a, t- a tour called the SMO. Okay. It's, it's called Smoke Me Out. Okay. So last year, he decided, hey, maybe, you know, we, we could put you in tour, you know, go on tour with us. So, you know, I, I, I took, I took it because I wanted to like expand my network a little bit more and meeting new people, going to new places and, you know, have a bigger fan base, you know? Yeah. Because people were asking me, hey, when are you going to come to Texas? Hey, when are you going to come to Arizona? Hey, when are you going to come to Miami? So, you know, I um, I used to work with another artist, but that other artist didn't have that, how can I say it, those, those places where, where he could perform, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jimmy did. So I was like, you know what? It, 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 it's going to be a good experience, you know? It's going to be a, a good experience and, you know, yeah, and... You know, they put me in a show, and I think this year we're gonna do it. Hopefully, if everything with the COVID gets better, you know, we mm-hmm. we have a we have a SMO on July 11, 10, 11, and twelve, and you know, so hopefully everything goes good. Okay. But okay. he's he's good. He's a good friend. He's been he I've been knowing him since like oof two thousand eight. Yeah, and uh, hey, Fankura, you appeared in a lot of his videos, right? Yeah, actually, um, he was doing kind of like a blogs. Okay, okay. You know, so I come out in a, you know, his artist, you know, I come out in some of his videos, I come out like, I pretty much come out in whoever, whoever wants me to be a part of it, you know, I, I, I don't say, I don't say no to, to nobody. Okay, okay. And like now, um, you know, you know, the awesome thing about social media is this, because when I grew up, we didn't have anything. You had to go out there and make your damn fans, yeah, this is... You have to get numbers and call them back. Hey, right. I'm gonna be over here. I'm gonna be over there. Right. And you now being today, we are a part of social media. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, mm-hmm. whatever. It's so much easier to connect with your fans. Right. When you first got on Instagram, did your followers, did your fan base grow immediately, or did it take a while? I think it took a while. I took a while, like I've been having, I think, Instagram since like 2000, 
2011. Okay. You know, I think halfway is when it started like booming like fast boom because I started doing videos. I started, you know, like coll collaborating more and I started, you know, doing stupid shit. That's right. what people want to see is stupid shit. So we just give them stupid shit. You just give them stupid shit? Yeah. Uh, now, where can people, if anything, see a lot of your skits? Because I've seen a lot of them, mm -hmm. but I've seen a lot of them on your page. You know what? You could go to uh, Instagram, El Mayito Oficial. Okay. And I was thinking, well, I have a TikTok, but it's like, I don't really like TikTok because it's not original content. You get me? Okay. It's more like a, like a voiceovers. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't really... I don't really see that as something like interesting. Okay. I like original content, like right. something that people could say, okay, this is a, an original skit. Nobody has done this before, and and you know, and I did it, and it came came from me. Skit, you yeah. know, what, what, on TikTok, it's like just cut and paste stuff like that, and yeah. I just don't think it's for me. Okay. And on Instagram, the dope thing is that you could do a dope skit within less than a minute or a minute no but you you could also do it more yeah I, now you can yeah now you can now you can but before, before it was like 14 seconds <laughs> so what can you do in 14 seconds yeah exactly exactly no, 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 no. Yeah. so now uh, uh what is one thing that the public may not know of maito is there anything that you want to share of yourself like well a lot of people don't know my age first of all okay. mm. you told me i break but I didn't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't know my age, so it's like, you know, I try to keep that as a mystery, you know, because, right. you know, I, I don't know, I just think it um, it goes with it, like, it goes with the whole stigma, like, yeah, like, like, how is it, you know, like, you know, sometimes I come out, like, in a music video with, like, like an AR-15, and they're like, why is this little kid holding a gun, you know, like, right. so that, that helps. Right, you right. Know, bad publicity is good publicity, so. Yeah. No matter where yeah. it comes from. And girls like guys that are mysterious. You know, the kind of guy that would look at a girl and say, there's things about me you wouldn't understand, things about me you shouldn't know. Yeah. They like shit yeah, like that. Yeah, they do. Yes. I, I just tell them, look, as long as I'm not underage, you're, everything's okay, you know? Like, you know what, one, one time, I'm going to tell you a little story. Right. I was, um, I, I met a girl. This was like the first time seeing her, right? And I was coming up out of my house like at two in the morning because she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go see you at two in the morning." Damn. Yeah. So I come out of the house. We were texting for a while, you know. She knew how I look and everything, so she's like, "I'm gonna go see you." I'm like, "Okay, cool." I come out of the house. When I walked out of the house, I see a cop pass by. Oh shit! You know. And then um. And then I I saw the cop and the cop saw me. So I, I stopped, and the, and the cop, what he did, he busted a bitch, and he went back. And he's like, hey, how old are you? And even the cops don't tell him my age. I'm like, hey, man, like, I, I get like all crazy too with them, you know, like, hey, man, I'm old enough. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit, you know, once I start talking, they like, believe me, you know. Oh, man, so I'm, my bad, my bad. I'm like, and then they're like, you know, have a good night and this and that. But the girl got scared because she's like, oh, my God, like, you know, she's like, you scared me for a bit right there. She, she thought I was in that show, like, Catch a Predator or something. You exactly, know? Like, yeah. She was fucking scared. She was like, you're going to get me caught up in here fucking thinking that you're, like, seven years old. And, you know, but she, it, it, it's funny. And it's crazy because, like, they started, like, I remember they, they started taking pictures with me, the sheriffs. 
No shit. Like, and outside my house. And I'm like, dude, I gotta go. You know, I gotta go. You know, and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Dude, they call like three patrol cars more. Like, they were all in front of my house and taking pictures with me. And I'm like, at two in the morning, man, like, and the girl's all scared, thinking like, oh, shit, like, am I gonna, like, catch a case here or what? Right, right, right. You know, we went to the gas station and the same cops were right there. No shit. And they're like, hey, who's that? They were like, telling me, who's that? I'm like, oh, some girl. She's like, hey, you gonna fuck her or what? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, dude, like, you guys are cops, you know, you guys are supposed to, like. Yeah, you be know? neutral. You're yeah. fucking my game up. Yeah, you are. You're gonna fuck it up. And I'm like, he's like, you go get her, go get her. And that. But I get that shit all the time, you know. I get, I don't really get pulled over, but cops trip out, trip out when they see me. Did you get laid that night? You know what? No, because I think I got mad at her. Like, you know, I, I don't know why. I don't know why I got mad at her. Girls get jealous sometimes. And, no, it's just like I got mad at her for something like, like some stupid shit. I don't okay. even remember what it was. Okay. But <laughs> I just like, you know what? I just, I, I told you, just take me home. I don't yeah, just take me home. That's it. I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah, you fucked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Now, um, what is one thing that Maito misses doing since this whole pandemic thing, because you know, we at one point we weren't able to go out, mm -hmm. you know, but now we're starting to open up things a little bit now. What is one thing that you missed that you, you couldn't do? I think traveling. Okay. Yeah, like last year I did like 60, 60 places. Like we went to sixty different places, states. Wow. You know. Okay, uh, like performances and all this. Yeah, shit. I think that traveling, you know, like seeing new people, seeing new places, and just like. The people, you know, it, it, like you on stage and you feel that energy, you know. Yeah, that's dope. That's 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 what I miss. That's dope. And um, the, like, during that time when you were getting booked, was it just for mostly hosting? Was it for comedy? Was it? It, it was yeah, mostly hosting, mostly hosting. Okay. You know, because there's like a lot of people that they want to see me and they want to take pictures with me and stuff like that, and we do kind of like a little little skating like in the in the middle of the performances okay like we we uh we do like a little skits we talk to the people we fuck around and you know that's that's all we do good good and you love interacting with all that yeah i do i know that's awesome that's really awesome because there's a lot of people that don't like what they do and they do it and they say well it's just a job you know what I'm saying but you actually enjoy it yeah i enjoy it you know sometimes it does it does get irritating because yeah. people don't know how to behave themselves and they're like, yeah. they think I'm a fucking doll and they're like, you know, they try to pull me and shit. And I'm like, hey, relax, you know, like, yeah, I mean, sometimes you get girls that just want to grab you. Yeah, you know, I got in, I got in crazy girls that like they be fucking trying to grab you like, like from your dick yeah. and shit. Yeah, exactly. You got to tell them, calmate. Yeah, I, I, yeah, one time that happened, I got so mad because that shit hurt. You know? <laughs> she fucking just pinched it like, bam. Like damn, all that meat. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, believe I me. I feel, I feel, you know, I feel like a piece of meat, you know, like. Yeah, you don't want to feel violated, used. you know. You don't want to feel used. No, I know, you know, a lot, you know, I know that, that a lot of guys go through that. They yes. They, you know, they feel, they feel harassed and you know violated. Yeah, it's wrong. Guys, you guys gotta get help. Yeah. You guys, you know. Girls, when a man says no. It means no. It means no. Okay, so back off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, brother. Okay. Uh, what does a weekend look like for Maito? What do you do on the weekends usually? Usually now, nothing. Okay. Like now, right, right, right now. Pandemic. But like in the in the in a normal day, it's like, hey, you know, 
I could be here today, you know, in a couple hours, I could leave to Chicago, like, it's like crazy, you know, like, okay. in a normal, in a normal time, right. it's like, busy, 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 right. like, right. doing this, doing that, shows here, shows there, you know, waking up, going to, um, going, going, going to airports, pretty much spend my whole, my whole weekends at the airport. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I saw a skit where you did a "Don't Drink and Drive," okay, and that was a good influence because you were titled influencer slash actor. Okay, mm. so uh, I like to see positive influences coming from you. Right, you know, and I would like to see that more from other people. But, uh, but what what encouraged you to be a positive influencer? Well, you know what I see a lot of people. Actually, there's a lot of people that. Message me like, hey, you know, I just catch the case. I got a DUI. So um, when I used to be working for a radio station, they connected me with a lawyer. So the lawyer started, you know, telling me, hey, you know what? Like, uh, I want you to help me market my law firm. So I was like, okay. So we figured out a way to um, to market his law firm. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do skits for you. Like kind of like reenactments or things that could happen to you, right? You know, right. you know that you could get in trouble. And right. then at the end of the video, you explain what can you do or how how can you get out of it or mm -hmm. you know and stuff like that. So we we decided to to do that and you know actually it it got a lot of views, a lot of views, like almost half a million views. That's awesome. Um, on on videos and every video, you know, and it's like I always start out with that. Has this shit happened to you? And then it goes to the skit and then explains by the lawyer like okay like we could do this we could like ask for this paper whatever you know he's a lawyer he knows right. but i always try to like help the community you know because right. there's a lot of people that you know they're very son you know they're yeah. like oh my tia es una abogada and they go with and it's just anybody and they end up getting fucked over you know you know, so probably swap me, uh, swap me lawyers, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know how it is because I, I know this one homeboy that at the Compton Indoor, you could be able to get a social security card, you can get your birth certificate. Una mica, lo, yeah, lo que you, sea. Could, you, you, could know. you could put your eyes blue and call you John. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, now, um, you gotta do a skit of you in a car, park somewhere, having sex, and the cop pulls you over. And then you get the lawyer and say, this is how you get out of it. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Something like the positive. Because there's a lot of people out there having sex in cars. So. Yeah, because the, the, all the hotels are fucking closed, right? They're closed. Yeah. Exactly. See, now, now you're thinking. Yeah. Or, or they want to be cheap asses and not fucking pay a hotel. That's why I have tinted windows, guys. There you go. There you go. Black, you got a tinted window place that I can go to? <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I drank all the tequila, so I... After six shots, you should be pretty good, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm more than good. Okay, if you need another token, let me know, and my brother will hook you up. All right, all right. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, other than that, okay, Maito, uh, what company represents you that uh, you can let everybody know or share, you know? Well, I'm currently working with this company called Foundation Media. Okay. Like, they're a big multi-million dollar um, business, um, you know, company. And they're pretty much helping me and getting, you know, the name Mayito into like the like bigger, you know, bigger household name and, and stuff like that. With my friend over here, Pablito, you know, yeah. so he's the one that um, takes care of that. But we're, we're working on some big, big projects hopefully coming soon. 
Awesome, awesome. I know that uh, Pablito's always bragging about you, like he really is, okay? And he talked to me about Maito's world, mm -hmm. and that you guys are shopping there. Can you shed a little bit of light on what that is? Well, Maito's world is just taking you a ride in my life. Okay. You know, like my daily life, you know, like how, like, it's just going to answer questions that people wonder. Like, okay. how do I do this? How do I do that? You know, like, who? You know, a lot of people ask me, like, oh, do, do, do you know any short people? Like, either, you know, like, I don't I don't hang around with short people. Like, everybody that I hang around, they're, they're taller than me, you know? Right, right. You know, that's like, we're going to answer so many questions that people want to know. And, you know, there, there's, pe there's many people that are very, very curious, you know? Right, it's right. like how do I drive? Like you, you're saying you drive, you know, right. you know. So how do I drive? How do I do this? How do I that? Like where do, where where do you get your income and and stuff like that? So we're gonna show everything, 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 and some, you know, and some, you know, and okay. maybe some some baby mama job. I don't I don't know. Exactly, you never just never know. You never know, you know. You know what I'm saying? Expect the unexpected, you know. Exactly, you know. When is your new cologne coming out? How do you pick up on girls? Yeah, that type of shit. Yeah, we're going to do everything, 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 you know, we're going to try make it interesting, you know, really appealing for both audience, American and Hispanic. Awesome, awesome. Have you done anything in Mexico yet? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Okay. But I'm well known in Mexico. I have a big fan base over there. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. I've seen me ever some Yeah. I think I got the best talkers over there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you know what, man, let me tell you something. Uh, we got a couple of minutes left, and I just want to say, first of all, we can still talk shit, but I uh, just want to say that it's been a truly an honor and a pleasure, and I love your fucking sense of humor, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. You know. Uh, now, inquiring minds want to know, how old are you? I'm 24. Okay. Yeah. How many times have you been 24? Oof, like... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I forgot how many times they asked me. <laughs> like, like, you know what? Yeah, like, a lot. 24. Yeah, 24. I found 24. You don't need to know the rest. Exactly. Every year, I'm 28. After, mm -hmm. Pretty much is what I tell them. That's all they need to know. I got stuck at 24. There you go. There you go. Now, um, let's see. I had another question for you, but I don't know if I should ask. Uh, since we're talking comedy... Um, if anybody would ever come up to you with some cheese, you know, some money, Maito, we want you to do Maito's world porn. Are you open? No, because I, I think I, I think I wouldn't, because I have also have a young audience that follow me, <laughs> you know. So that's like it's crazy because sometimes, you know, girls, guys come up to me like, oh my, my daughter's a big fan of you, and I'm like, how old is she? Oh, she's like 10. I'm like, why do you let your daughter watch me? You know, like, I am totally inappropriate. I wouldn't even let my daughter, my, my son or my daughter watch me. Like, you know, you get me? Right, or my right. little nephew. Like, I don't even, it's like, well, you watching my videos. Get off of my videos. Right, right, you know, right, It's right. like not, it's not PG-13 or PG, you know? Right, right, really right. like triple X or really R or whatever. More like rated R. Yeah. Rated M for my Ito. Yeah, rated M. Yeah. So, um. No, it was just a joke. I thought I thought that shit was funny, <laughs> but um, <laughs> so now people can reach you. Your Instagram was up there, uh, El Mayito Oficial. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, and then you got a YouTube. Hmm? Okay, and you got a Facebook. Facebook is called El Mayito Oficial. Also. Okay, Mayito Oficial. Yeah, also. YouTube is El uh, Mayito World. 
Okay, okay. Now, which page do you prefer the girls to, to follow you on? The Facebook or the? Uh, right now we're, we're we're doing only well. We're doing all the pages, but the one that I concentrate the most is Instagram. Okay, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram is the one that I have like the highest um, yeah, followers. Uh, uh, I just have Instagram and Pornhub, but I I'm leaving Instagram and. You're I was thinking of getting um only fans for well, all those ladies, you know. Yeah, yeah. Fucking go subscribe. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, what about a Snapchat? Do you have a Snapchat? I, have, I do have Snapchat, but I don't get it. It's too complicated for me. For real? Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't have Snapchat either. A lot of people ask me, do you have Snapchat? I don't have Snapchat. I got Snatch. Nachos. Right, right, right. Well, <laughs> or Snatch. Snatch. Yeah, Snatch chat. That should be a good one. Snapchat. The hell yeah. Hell yeah. Anyways, anything that I didn't ask you that you want to bring up? Hmm. Oh, that's no? pretty much it. I think you covered everything. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, just in case, because uh, somebody uh, messaged me, do you still gangbang? Do I still gangbang? No, I left my gangbang days. Oh, you know, over with, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's only your past. It's crazy, because I used to have a cholo name back in the days. Uh, what is it? Chilaquila. They used to call me Chilaquila. I'm like, what the fuck? Chilaquila. That's a fucking dope-ass name. No, it's not. It's like Chilaquiles, you know, like... Hell like, yeah. I don't know why. Con know? huevo or sin huevo? Con huevos. <laughs> okay anyways brother you know what man i got mad love mad much respect for you because you came over here and chilled with me and you fucking held your own you yeah. know and i love it i love it and that's why i said i wish you nothing but the best uh sometimes i think because that i feel that i forget to ask you certain things so if there's anything you want to say you can say it right now if you got any comments you got any complaints and you got any girl shout outs you can do it now no, you know what? I just I, I want to give you you know thank you for having me, you know and you know I think you know this is a good platform that you you're going you're having, you know and then mucho éxito you know. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Maito. Okay, everybody. Uh, you know what? First of all, I just want to thank Big Prodigy, and I also want to thank Big Maito, and I wish him luck with his uh, Maito's world, and I want to thank Pablito. You notice that Maito and Pablito? That's a dope team. That's, it yeah. rhymes. That's yeah. dope. That's dope. So. And at this time, let me go ahead and give my shout outs. So, um, I'm going to give a shout out to John motherfucking Elkins because with this, with, without him, this shit would not be happening. Okay. This is the guy who started up his own website, started from nothing. All he ever did was just upload his, uh, uh, naked pictures. People started downloading them. They went nationwide. And now he's known as John motherfucking Elkins. Okay. You could buy Zeno bleach, stripper glitter, uh, um, you know, girl nail polish. He's doing, he's even got, uh, 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 bisexual cologne for guys and girls. I saw some anal beads somewhere, no? Yeah, exactly. So uh, make sure to be looking out for that. And he's also uh, opening up his own John motherfucking Elkins at Pornhub. So uh, also DG DJ Daniel DJ Media Clips. Um, you can reach him at um, Instagram DJ Media Clips Daniel Jones. I usually like to uh, give everybody a shout out to my brother Spice Smuggler. He's the one that sells used dick pumps. You know, so yeah, use the pump. You can hit him up on Instagram, Spice Smuggler. Look him up, Spice Smuggler. He's a weird bastard, but you'll really enjoy your shit. Uh, other than that, uh, my son, uh, Be Scandalous, um, on Instagram. Look him up, Be Scandalous. And once again, Pablito, thank you very much. Much love, much respect to everyone. Have a blessed night. And Sunday, we will be back from somebody from South Central. Okay, South Central stand up. South Central's in the house. Huntington Park. Uh, uh, Park. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you were good. You were good. Uh, stand up once again, Maito. You want to say goodbye to the people? Hi right, guys. Thank you for joining. 
Que se vaya mucho a la verga. <risa>